Aloha, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is entitled The Cobalt Sky Runner. It was written by Matt Ryan and Noah Lloyd and is available on their website, Reckoning of the Dead. And this is version two. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. There she is, a floating monster of a ship, a luxury resort on the water, shining, gleaming in the afternoon sunlight. Crowds of people in garish colors line the docks, impatiently bleeding and gibbering to one another. The ship's personnel, dressed in spotless white and gold, take tickets, secure luggage, and do their best to smile and be pleasant while hurting everyone on board. Excitement greets you as you walk up the gangway into the belly of the fabulous Cobalt Skyrunner. This sure beats any cruise ship you've been on before. It's a city on the sea. The ship will set off tonight on what will ultimately be a 14-day cruise to the Hawaiian Islands. You needed this. The life of an author may be physically easy, but mentally, it's a bitch. You and your friends meander together through the crowds to Deck 6, what the ship calls the Dolphin Deck, and there you find your staterooms and you enter. Take over. Uh, it feels so good to be finally on vacation. It feels like it's been a year or two since I've been able to get away from that desk. It has been a year since you've got, been away from your desk. I asked you out like eight times this last year, and you were always too busy. You know I was finishing up my book. My, it's going to be a bestseller, I'm telling you. Hey, you've been working on that for five years. Yeah, well, it's it's Rolling Stone. Rolling Stonehenge, the Druidic uh, connection with Mick Jagger, you know. Right, 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 right. The room itself. Just as long is, as you don't bust out a type of beer. Uh, the room is beautiful. Um, it's small. The the rooms you have two rooms. Um, they're small because it's on a cruise ship, but they're like they're like small hotel rooms. You're not going to spend a lot of time. The ship is big enough that <clears throat> you probably will barely be able to feel it moving. Um, and your balcony. You both have balconies. Uh, the both rooms have balconies, and they hang about a hundred feet above the ocean below. Wow, beautiful! This is a much, cool. much nicer room than that that hotel we had back in Providence, right, Chip? At that at that writers' conference. Oh my God, that was a hole in the wall. If if hole in the wall even counts, it might be an insult to hole in the walls. I remember playing cards with the cockroaches for three hours. So, did you win? I lost, man. I lost. Yeah, they, 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 they cleaned him out. <laughs> I had to write a whole other book just to, just to make up the losses. <laughs> so you're there only for about 15 minutes, putting your stuff away and getting anything ready. And uh, there's a knock on your door. And a steward uh, by the name of uh, Rupa Ligari uh, uh, is there, and he's got a clipboard. And he says, gentlemen... Uh, are, are you uh, uh, Francis Gallery and Brian Young and Chip Goodsprings? Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, I've got you listed here as your group all together, yeah. yes? Yeah. Um, well, we have kind of a lottery that we do 
at the beginning of each uh, cruise. And the three of you have won a breakfast, uh, a private breakfast with the captain tomorrow morning at Poseidon's uh, in a, uh, a separate room. It's a private room. So here are your tickets to show and they'll, uh, uh, Captain, uh, uh, Captain Barkley is, uh, this is her fourth run and uh, she is a very interesting woman. I think you'll all enjoy her company. Oh, excellent, Captain Barkley. All right, that's tomorrow morning, what time? Uh, tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. Right, that's eight o'clock, Francis. I need you to remember this time. Is uh, there anything I can do for you, gentlemen? Before? All right, all right. Just point us to the closest bar, and uh, we'll be on our way. <laughs> well, if you go if you go up to tw towards the top, you'll find just about everything you can imagine. All right, thank have, you. Have a good day, gentlemen. Thank you. Very much. Thank you. And he leaves. Sounds good. So you guys, you guys get all your stuff together, and you you put your stuff away, and you start to explore the ship. And the ship has fabulous amenities. It's got uh, uh, four four rest. Uh, I almost said restrooms. <laughs> it's got four. Can you imagine that line wall we were talking about earlier? <laughs> <laughs> I did that last night too. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's got four restaurants. Uh, it's got um, everything you can think of. It's got skydiving simulators and an observation pod, and it's got rock climbing walls, and it's got a spa, and it's got a golf course, and just about everything that you can imagine. So you spend the evening, more or less, exploring the ship. Um, is there anything you'd like to do tonight, or we can just move on to, uh, to the next part? Just blow off some steam, have a few drinks, and explore the ship, get to know about the layout a little bit. Okay, all the food, of course, is free. All of the, the drinks are free. Everything is, is very nice. So you, you enjoy your evening. And uh, next morning, uh, you wake up uh, bright and early, uh, the, the sea air and all of that. At some point during the evening, you weren't even aware of when it happened, the ship left dock. And uh, you find when you look out the windows, you are at sea. And uh, going pretty fast, I guess, for whatever cruise ship's true. I don't know how fast they actually travel. Okay, so let's say it's, uh, let's say it's 45 minutes, you know, before 8 o'clock. So 7, 7.15. What do you guys want to do? Well, make sure Francis is awake. That, that's priority number one. <laughs> I'm not, by the way. Yeah, go go knocking on your front door, Francis. Ah, what 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 what's going on? Got forty five minutes before we had the breakfast. Oh, right, right, okay. So, all right, yeah, I'll be right there, and uh, I'll get dressed and whatnot. You think you've written Sleeping Beauty or something? I don't. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I put on my bright my bright red jacket. I comb my beard out and. My tease my hair out. Okay. So you all get ready, and you decide that you're going to head down to uh, the restaurant. Actually, you're heading up to the restaurant. Um, 
the restaurant is called Poseidon's, uh, and exactly what you think, it's got kind of a mythological sort of theme to it, an ocean theme. There's a big statue of, of Poseidon with his trident, you know, held high. And uh, the, um, the person at the restaurant uh, takes your tickets and she says, uh, she says, oh, you, you're going to be eating with the captain, you know, right this way. And uh, takes you into a room that's attached to the restaurant. Uh, it's mirror, it's, it's not mirrors, it's glass all the way around. So you're looking out over the ocean. Uh, the room is predominantly blue. Uh, the table is small and intimate. Uh, so uh, you will all be sitting there with just the captain when he, I'm sorry, when she shows up. Uh, you're not there more than a few minutes, and uh, the the captain enters uh, along with one of his uh, one of her stewards. I keep saying his, of one of her stewards, uh, who is the same guy that you saw last night. Uh, uh, his name, as you recall, they all have name tags. Uh, his name is. Uh, Rupa Ligari. Um, What's his name? Rupa Ligari. Uh, he's he's Indian. So, um, uh, Captain uh, uh, Regina Barkley enters. Let me show you her picture. She's not a very tall woman. Uh, uh, she, she has brown hair and uh, sort of hazel eyes. Uh, she seems a rather plain woman. She's not wearing any makeup, um, but she has a smile. She comes in. She's got a little bit of a dignified air to her. Uh, she steps inside and she says, uh, please, gentlemen, uh, you know, have a seat. Um, I'm uh, Captain Regina Barkley, uh, and welcome to our, welcome to the Cobalt Skyrunner. Thank you. Now, Chip is kind of an ass, so he jumps up and salutes her, and he goes, aye, aye, Captain, but not being serious. Like, he thinks this is what you're supposed to do. And he's like, aye, aye Captain. <laughs> She's like, oh. And he's just standing. And he's now, you know, you see, he's only five foot two, a very thin frame, maybe 120 pounds soaking wet, skinny. My wife's just standing like that. At ease there, Chip. <laughs> She's like, uh, it's the captain. She's like, Oh, please, please, have a seat. Um, Rupa tells me that you are all uh, authors. That's yes. very interesting. What sort, of, what sort of work do you do? I specialize in cryptozoology, and I look around, and I'm like, honestly, you could tell me off the record, how many mermaids have you really seen, please? And I, and I have the microphone in my hand, and I'm like, off the record, please. Well, we've seen some interesting... Uh, uh, things, I suppose, but never a mermaid. No, I'm sorry. Kraken? <laughs> no, no Kraken. <sighs> Click and I stop doing But I'm sure you've heard of the of the of the Dan Dangerous Detective series of novels. That oh, yes, I have actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, isn't that what's the first one called? Um, uh, through the through the something. Oh yes, that 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 would be through through the. Uh, I mean, when you write like fourteen of them. <laughs> no, no, through. I've I've read a few of those. Yeah, I think they're 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 fun. They're interesting. Yes, through the curtain. That's what it was. Through the curtain. That that's the one. Yeah, of course. You might know one of my latest books. It's uh, 
Jesus, the man, the myth, the extraterrestrial, uncovering the cosmic truth. So it sounds like you uh, you sort of specialize in the uh, unusual. How, how, how could you tell? He hides it so well. Yeah. It's really what makes him such a fun guy. And you, Mr. Gellery, what, what sort of stuff do you write? Oh, well, you see, in uh, high school, I always wanted to be a cop, but I never quite made the cut there. So I decided to follow what cops have done and uh, work on uh, uh, telling the public about what we're doing. You're breaking up just a little bit there. He's a little tired. You got to yeah. go a couple hours in the morning. So, so crime, crime, uh, true crime. Yeah. Um, sorry about that. I, I didn't have my caffeine yet. Um, <laughs> well, the caffeine's but... coming. Yes. <laughs> and of course, they bring you the breakfast, and and it's delicious, and and everything is fine. Um, is there any mermaid in this? I just want to want to make sure for Chip's sake. You know the uh, the uh, I, I'm not sure if it's the Chinese believe that if you eat the flesh of a mermaid, you live forever. So my guess is that all those immortals that are out there did away with the, the mermaids eventually by eating them all. There's still a few left. I think they're off the coast of Jamaica. <laughs> Um, so do you have any other extracurricular activities? Do you gentlemen like nature? Do you like going out into the woods, uh, exploring volcanoes? Uh, I like computers and video games. Right. Going to, uh, going to Hawaii. Just relax. Get away from my desk. See, uh, it's the, uh, the, well, the, the, the ship's a party ship, so. Uh, certainly enjoy yourself. So about this time, and you guys have pretty much finished your breakfast. Um, uh, uh, Rupa comes back. He he he'd been in and out because he's he's not eating. He's he's happy, working. Uh, Rupa comes back in, and uh, I'd like you to all do a spot hidden. I pass. Just a regular success, though. 43 out of 50. I failed. I failed. Okay. When you look at Rupa, uh, if you passed, you notice that he seems pretty disturbed or upset about something as he comes back in. Uh, he goes over to the captain, who's, you know, talking to you and enjoying yourself. And, and uh, he doesn't really interrupt her, but he ultimately leans down and she sort of leans towards him. And he says something to her quietly. And she's like, what? What do you mean? And he's like, well, and she says, just, just say it out loud. And he says, well, Captain, um, I'm sorry, but there's been a murder. And she says, what do you, what, what do you mean a murder? And he says, there's, there's, and, and he looks over at you three, and uh, she's like, gentlemen, excuse me for just a moment. And she stands up and sort of goes over to the side of the room, and they talk to one another. Go ahead and do a listen roll.
I made it by one point, thirty-nine out of forty. Yep, and I passed with a with a forty-three out of fifty. Okay, so those of you who passed, you can sort of hear. I rolled ninety-nine. <laughs> so, caffeine yeah, hasn't quite kicked in yet. <laughs> you, you want it? You want to listen, but you keep taking that fork and sticking it in your ear. <laughs> yeah, I'm still. Um, uh, you can you can overhear a bit and says uh, pound in the coffee. <laughs> says uh, there there was a man found uh, uh, this morning uh, up on uh, the Lido deck uh, on the golf course, and uh, his his head's been bashed in. And she's like, "Well, this is this is unacceptable on my ship. I'm responsible for all all of the passengers." Uh, we, I don't know what to do at this point. Um, we can't just turn around and go back to uh, Long Beach. And we don't have, we're going to be at sea for four days. We don't have the kind of personnel that are trained in solving this kind of, uh, you know, if, if we've got a murderer on board, we need to identify who it is. So. Well, Francis, isn't it your lucky day? He's like, uh, he's like, well, no, what are you talking about? Do? And she says, well, up before seven. She says, we have to keep this under wraps because it could ruin the reputation of the ship and people are not going to want to be on the ship where somebody's been murdered. And uh, so, um, to, you know, of course, uh, Rupa already, Rupa says, well, I've, I've had the body taken to the, the sick bay and uh, anyways, you hear more or less that. Do you guys want to do anything, or do you want to just wait it out? I was let her. I look at the guys first of all, and I give them the eye, like you know, let's let's investigate this. If they if they give me the nod too, maybe we'll we'll say something to the captain. Hey, hey captain. Um, yes, gentlemen. Um, I'm afraid that I'm going to have to sort of call our time together short. Uh, there's been an accident and I need to uh, take care of it. Uh, I need to, uh, to look into the matter. Well, hey, you know who, sorry, I couldn't help it, but over here, sorry, always looking for them story ideas, but and I think, I think our man Francis here, just pat him on the arm. No, he's, he writes about these, uh, this kind of stuff all the time. He should, should know what to do. You, you, you are a crime novelist. Yeah, you, do you uh, do you have any training in like forensics or anything like that? I, I've got a bit. Uh, you know, I, I studied the theory. I've never really worked on it personally. But well, I, I don't want to intrude on your vacation. You know, but uh, if you were will, if you were willing to help, uh, if if we can, you know, you, you 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 if you overheard, you understand that somebody's been murdered. We need to see if we can figure out who committed the murder. I mean, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll investigate. I, you know, I'll keep my. I won't say anything to, to any of the other guests. That just, you know. Oh yes, please don't. Please don't say anything to anyone. Um, when we when we arrive in uh, Hawaii, uh, the authorities will take over the, the the problem. You know, but we can't really do anything until then. Uh, I need to go and, and look into this at the moment. Um, I will have uh, Rupa come and find you uh, when we're ready for you. 
So she says, you know, excuse me. And she, she goes. Now, the, she seems very upset. Okay, obviously. Um, so she goes. And Rupert goes. And your breakfast is almost over. Uh, do you want to do anything before, uh, before later time? Just make a jab at Chip about no, no farewell salute this time. Oh, well, no, I, you know, I'm, my, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. I wonder, I wonder if it was one of the passengers or, you know, when they get to Hawaii, whoever doesn't get back on the ship might be the person. Maybe they're going to take off in Hawaii. But until yeah. then, we got to figure out. In my, in my time researching cases, it always comes down to either uh, money or some sort of sick, twisted love triangle or, uh, I mean, that's really it. It usually comes down to money or love or lust. It's Is, is there a butler on the board? Because the butler always does it in the books I've read. It's an excellent point there, Chip. Actually, you could consider that every single steward is kind of a butler. Oh, they, they did it all together. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> yeah. Et tu, Brute. <laughs> so anyways, whatever you guys are doing for about an hour goes by before uh, Rupa comes down and uh, he finds you. And he says, uh, gentlemen, uh, you know what? You understand that we want to keep this under wraps, that the people have paid a great deal of money to be on the ship and they, uh, they don't need to know about this. It's not important. Um, uh, if you please follow me, we'll go to uh, sick bay. Um, most people don't realize that there is actually a morgue on board cruise ships because with 3,500 people, people do die. <laughs> it does happen. Old ladies with heart attacks. So, uh, if you'll accompany me, then we'll go there and I'll let you take a look. All right. Has the crime scene been quarantined off? Um, the crime scene, well, the, the whole thing took place up on the Lido deck uh, on the, the golf course that, that runs around the swimming pool. There's a two-hole golf course. Um, the, uh, the body was found there this morning early by, uh, uh, by one of the stewards who is doing a routine check. And uh, he says the body was just lying there on the green. He thought it was somebody who was drunk and had passed out. And when he approached, um, somebody had taken a, a golf club and uh, bashed his head in. Now, is that uh, that one of the whole, the area? Can you guys say it's under maintenance and close it off until we investigate, please? It's it's actually been cleaned up. Okay. Um, I mean, there's there's nothing we can do about that. We have to make, maintain that, the, that nothing has happened. Um, so he then takes you uh, to the doctor's office, uh, and there you meet Dr. Hank Thompson. Um, Seems like a nice enough guy. He's uh, he's got an assistant, uh, and uh, he he basically tells you that you know he's a ship's doctor, so he's not really a surgeon. He can't really deal with any kind of major problem. Uh, if somebody has a major problem, he can maybe stabilize them until they get to Hawaii, and then they'll go to the hospital. Um, so he's he's you know he can give people 
aspirin and he can give them Dramamine and stuff like that. But he can't save them for me now getting bashed in the head with the golf club. Right. And, uh, and so he takes you to the, uh, the locker and, uh, and inside there is a body. Um, the body is the body of a man. Uh, looks like he's maybe 35 years old. Um, uh, he's at the moment lying face down. And he's face down because the whole back end of his head had been smashed in. And laying next to him on the, on the thing is a nine iron uh, that was the weapon that was used. Uh, so what would you guys like to do? Oh, I'll, I'll go over and uh, take a look at the, the head, like the angle of the strike. Uh, well, first off. Yeah, well, it looks like somebody just whacked like that, you know. Coming down on top of it or from no, behind? No, right, right in the back like this. Right in the back. They must have got him from, from behind. Is there any bruising anywhere else on the body? Um, do a spot hidden for me. It's a pass with a 29. Okay. Not a hard success, though. Well, as he's lying there, and you're, you're sort of looking over what you can see, you notice that on the side of his head, um, you can't see the front because he's lying on his front, but the side of his head is very red. And there might be something in the front. So you, you can't really see unless you, like, roll him over or turn his head. Okay, but there's nothing else, like, anywhere else? This you don't really right. see anything. Uh, so he's no real signs not, of struggle. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's any signs of a struggle. Now, I'm, I'm going to look at, does he have any, like, tattoos or anything on him that I could see? I'm going to look at vampire marks. Maybe it was at night. It had to be a vampire. <laughs> uh, I don't think well, vampires use nine irons or chips. That's that's only krakens. Krakens or nine irons. Uh, no, you don't see anything like that. Uh, but you also notice the sort of red patch. Uh, that the the front of his face seems to be redder, quite a bit redder than uh, than the back of his. Can I take a good look at it? See if there's anything noticeable or well you can you can turn his head, you know, if you want to see. And uh when you turn his head, this is what you see. And why isn't it showing up? So, Doc, uh did anyone recover a wallet or any form of identification? Oh wow. And that's on his forehead? Like on uh, his forehead. Uh, yes, uh, he's identified as Mr. Oops. He's identified as Mr. Peter Huxton. All right. And did Mr. Peter come with any uh, any friends or family? Is there any uh, record of that? Actually, he's actually single. And he's on board alone, and only person in his cabin. Yes. Hmm. That's unusual. Cruises are usually double double occupancy bookings. This, by the way, is is uh, branded onto his flesh. Oh. oh, that's burned on, and it's brand new. 
Uh, I'm going to take a sanity flank or roll. Okay. I passed, but I'm still going to take one point. Um, can I make an occult roll? Sure. See if I recognize what the symbol is. While you're doing that, the doctor says, our best guess is that this happened uh, sometime after 2 a.m. So, I, I found that wrong. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's there's things about it that look vaguely familiar because, you know, it looks kind of like a Capricorn symbol and the sun symbol, and but it might not mean that at all. You know, it might be something else. Um, yeah, their best guess is that it happened around 2, 2.15, 2.30 in the morning. What was he doing at a golf course at 2.30 in the morning? That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> so um, is there a curfew on that ship? No, there's not. There's did no curfew. Did they say his name? I'm sorry, I missed that. His name is uh, Peter. Peter Huxton. That's funny. Uh. All right. Oh. And there wasn't anything else located in the area of his body? Anything at all? Um, no, nothing Nothing unusual other than that. Um, okay. Well, there's the golf club. <coughs> can, can we meet with the, the person who found him? The maintenance worker or porter that found him? Um, sure, that would be... Um... <laughs> and well, is there any security camp footage of that area? No, there's no... There's 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 very few security cameras on board the ship. It's uh, people like their privacy. Uh, Mister uh, Mister Thomas Swain uh, was the guy who found it, but he's given a full report. Uh, he told us that uh, he he regularly you know he goes around to check to make sure that things are in order before the morning. You know he goes out early to, to cover the ship, and that he uh, he saw somebody lying on the green and thought that it was a, dr a drunk person. And uh, when he approached, he realized there was a pool of blood and he immediately alerted security. And uh, that's what they found. So he didn't see any, and it's nothing other than that to his story. So if you'd like to talk to him, you can, but there's really no point. Well, gentlemen, I think we should go golfing. Take a look at the, look at the area. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Uh, crimes committed out of impulse. The person usually returns to the scene of the crime. Maybe if someone's acting weird, give us something to look into. Well, definitely. And I don't think, I'm not sure if it was a crime of passion because it seemed to be some kind of like surprise took him totally off guard. Came here right. alone. I wonder if he was waiting for somebody there. Like, oh, meet me at the golf course at 2 a.m. or something. Well, it's very possible he was just smoking, you know. Um, the golf course is on, there's only one deck higher, which is the sun deck. And the sun deck is just a partial, you know, deck. Um, the golf course is open to the sky. Uh, and the swimming pool is in, in between, so. Um, well, did he have cigarettes on him? Um, no, there's no cigarettes on him, but. 
Did he have any money on him? Uh, there's money in his wallet. And then what's the robbery it gone? Look like, it doesn't look like robbery. Yeah. I don't and think on the- it's odd. Robbery is pretty rare on this kind of a ship. I mean, there's people who pilfer things from the ship. Right, and you don't really need walking around money. Most of the stuff is taken care of. So right, and this place cost you about four thousand bucks to get. You know, so if you didn't have money already, <laughs> what are you doing on the ship? Yeah, you want it from That's a bunch true. of roaches back in uh, Providence. Of course, yeah. I could take that. I could take that back and say, uh, I think there's members of the crew that you know, there's maintenance crew and stuff like that. They're not exactly rich, right? Well, yeah. I mean, nobody's. You know. There seems easier ways to get petty money than yeah. Do, doing research for the doing research for this uh, game, uh, I found out that like ships' captains on these big cruise ships, they only make like eighty thousand dollars a year. It's not a huge amount. Of course, they get a ship and all their food and all their accommodations. But uh, yeah. So, anyways, there's there's all sorts of possibilities. All right, so let's say you go up. Um, now, by this time, there's people milling about. There's people swimming. Uh, there's maybe a few people doing some morning golfing. Uh, and it's it's not much more than a couple of putting greens, you know, that, that go around the ship. Uh, you're right. You're, uh, 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 we'll say that Rupa identifies for you the area that it took place. And there doesn't seem to be anything special about it or unusual. or And they've cleaned everything up, so. I want to stand in, like, well, I'll wait my turn while people golf and then get up to it. I want to stand in the exact location and then just kind of nonchalantly stretch, but look at the whole peripheral around, you know, just to see what's in the line site, like maybe... Pretty much everything. I mean, you got the pool, you got the sun deck a little bit above you. You've got the ropes. There's um, there's kind of a, a rope climbing thing where people can climb. You climb up and you do like zip lines across and you swing here. And it's like a rope, what do they call it? Like a rope course. And there's a climbing wall over there. And, you know, it's it's a party ship. So, yeah, but so where is the also looking from? kind of standing next to him, looking around. Um, where's the closest, like, entrance to below deck? Um, probably 20 feet away, there's stairs going down to the deck below, which is also partly open to the sky as well. So, you know, the tops of the ships mm-hmm. are multi. Multi-level. Uh, so, gentlemen, either you uh, versed in golf no, not at all. Um, well, I played like three times with my cousin. If that counts as versed, then I'm versed. But I watched them. Know if, Sorry, go. <laughs> more than me. Do you know if they women's golf club or if they use the same? I I don't know. I just use the, the clubs that are handed to me. So somebody. I, I think in uh, it, it's. I don't think there's a men's or women's golf club, but there is definitely, depending on how tall you are, you're going to have custom golf clubs. In this case, this is just sort of a lender's set of golf clubs. This would have been available 
just over to to rent or over whatever. there. Yeah. Or just yeah. Anyway, um, is there anything else you'd like? About how big was the? Was it just like a, a generic size one? It was a nine iron, which is uh, it's the slicey looking one that they use to send the ball. Like they're they're silver generally. They don't have any. Yeah. Kind of just straight metal. Um, so hitting somebody with that would be it would be a deadly weapon to hit somebody. Yeah. So I'm going to go, I want to canvas like, because there's like green and stuff, which I've assumed they've replaced some of it because of the blood and whatnot. No, I want to look they're, for... They're pretty efficient at cleaning it up. It's, okay. it's artificial turf. I'm going to look for any burn marks. No burn marks. Nothing. Nobody flicking cigarettes or anything. Just... Mm -hmm. All right. It's in pretty much pristine condition. So, so Francis, that that brand that we saw on, on on his forehead, do you think that was some kind of like, like a like a ser serial killer, serial killer, some kind of nonsense going on here? Uh, you know, it it could be if it was some sort of calling card. Um, I took my cell phone, right? I mean, yes, they're allowed on. Yeah, um, you guys I'm have gonna, your cell phones, your laptops, whatever you need. Whatever you would bring. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do like some Google searching to see if there's anything similar that happened in Long Beach, California. Okay. Um, go ahead and do a, uh, I guess, a computer roll. By the way, the date that you, the date this started was June 8th, 2018. So it's now June 9th, 2018. All right. I didn't think we had service out here. Otherwise, I would have looked up that uh, that symbol online. Well, they have a they have they have some way of getting that to you. Some satellite Wi-Fi. Yeah. yeah. I assume that's why we were on a cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to use it, but <laughs> no, I just, uh, that's why I didn't even go there. Be surprised how many people would say I ain't going on that cruise and having fun. Well, if I don't have my Wi-Fi and my Wow. You gotta, gotta play Angry Birds or whatever. <laughs> yeah. If you're Let's go. Like, like 2012 or something. Oh, I haven't played Angry Birds in a long time. That's, that's the cruise from the past. I wish you hard. hadn't said that because probably tomorrow we'll look up Angry Birds. Um, all right. So you guys, you're going to look something up on the internet. What? Um, Oh, I, I botched the role pretty bad. So. Okay, yeah, you don't find anything about a, any kind of serial. Finds cattle brands. Like that. Um, by the way, the, the brand mark is only about that big. It's a little brand. Okay. Right about, I guess, right about there on his forehead. And it was pretty definite. So it's not like somebody was had one piece of hot metal and was like drawing it. It looked like they had a previously made like stamp yes. to it. Yes. Which is creepy. Yeah. Not unsettling at all. I need um, some ins inspiration, and I order a Singapore sling. Okay. Any any kind of drinks you guys want? That's fine. Um, uh, Chip, were you going? Did you see you were going to look, look up the symbol on the internet? Yeah, I'm going to look up that symbol. Correct. That would right. be a computer use. Um. Or. Yeah, but tell me what you get. 
Oh, three. He's got some mad oh. Google foo going on. Well, you find things that are very similar to it. Um, uh, it. It looks very much at first like astrological symbols. Um, and it looks like it's almost composed out of astrological symbols. Um, it, it definitely has a uh, Capricorn sort of look to it. Um, I think that's Capricorn, isn't it? Like this. Believe, believe so. Um, that sounds right. And uh, it's, it's, it's definitely some sort of a possibly like a magic symbol. Um, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of different, you know, groups there's, uh, that, that use symbolism like this. Uh, it's definitely not a letter of the alphabet or anything like that. Um, and you don't find really anything about branding it into people's skin. People might get tattoos of things that are similar, uh, but yeah, you don't find anything definite. Yeah. So I tell them, guys, it's, I mean, I don't find anything really solid lead with this. I think we're just going to have to uh, do some good old-fashioned investigation. And well, see. We, have we looked at his Facebook page, this Peter guy, Peter Felder? Uh, you look for Peter, uh, you look for uh, Peter Huxley uh, Facebook page, and there's dozens and dozens and dozens of them. Um, do a luck roll, see if you can... Find his. Nope. <laughs> yeah, you don't find his. You don't see his picture or anything. Just scroll through a little bit and like ah, whatever. What if we set the parameters to be uh, to try Long Beach, California? Well, he was already looking in Long Beach to see if there was any serial oh, sort of true, yeah. there, and didn't find anything. There's no records. Of course, sometimes they don't release those things to the public if the police are working on them. I think we need to walk around the, the golf course at night, maybe. Or at least around the ship at night. Pretend to be a little drunk and see what happens. Keeping the ears shot of each other. Well, one Pretend. thing to bear in mind. I'm going to need a few drinks. You're certainly welcome to do that. Bear in mind, uh, this ship is... Uh, uh, 1,124 feet long and 154 feet wide with, I'm sorry, yeah, 154 feet wide with uh, 14 decks. So it could take you days to walk all the way around. Yeah, well, my thinking was to be on one of the top or more secluded areas at sure. night. Sure. All right. What time of day is it right now? It's still early, right? Yeah, it's fairly early. Uh, we'll say it's, you know, around noon. Um, I assume, well, unless you can think of something you want to do, we can assume that you have lunch and you you think about this and you try to search the internet, finding some... I'm going to go see if they had a had like a bookstore to go find the, the type of books actually that a chip books could be found in, trying to see if there's any kind of crazy... There's definitely a bookstore. Um... But it's just got generic, you know, stuff like you'd find it in the airport. All Stephen King novels. And yeah. yeah <laughs> stuff like that. Of rare garbage. garbage. Yeah. 
Um, if any of you have had best-selling novels, maybe they're there. Uh, there's Dan also, Dangerous. <laughs> the, yeah, there's probably Dan Dangerous. <laughs> yes. Um, I take a selfie with me in my books. Yep. <laughs> take a couple pictures. Um, I just find so, some on the shelf and put it back. So the uh, the day wears on, and uh, you really are kind of at a loss. You, you can't think of anything that's happened. Um, so let's let's move on. Uh, the evening comes. Uh, you guys have fun. You, you enjoy yourselves. Uh, and uh, the night comes, and you go to bed. Or, or were you guys going to try looking around? No, we're looking life? around. Yeah, I would. I would think that the, the investigative part of us would compel us to do something at least. Okay. Well. The one thing that you, you know, the one thing about investigating that most people don't realize is that it's boring. So you guys end up walking around for a while. And after a couple of hours, if you even last that long, you're like, what are you doing? You're supposed to be having fun. You're tired. You're a little drunk. You're probably going to go to bed. You know, you've seen nothing. Now you've seen lots of people. 3,500 people on board the ship. And you see every type of people. You see people who are happy and enjoying themselves, laughing, frolicking. You see people who are arguing with one another. You see people who are screaming at their kids. Alone and depressed. Yeah. Uh, how many people about are, on average, do we notice, like, on the top deck? Well, the top deck's got most of the stuff on it, so... Uh, there's areas there where there's dancing and stuff like that that's just fucking crowded. Okay, even and, at two uh, in the morning. Okay. Well, not at, not at two in the morning, but okay. I'm not sure that you've lasted until two in the morning. Okay, <laughs> it's 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 pretty pretty heavy. Now the weather is nice. The weather is beautiful. You look up in the sky. Uh, it's filled with stars. There's a crescent moon. Um, the wax. Air, the air is just the right temperature. Everything is nice. Um, and uh, you know you couldn't be happier with with this trip, and you've got a murder mystery. So uh, maybe this will be a great trip. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, you eventually go to bed. Uh, the next morning, you get up, and uh, right about seven thirty. Well, what what time do you guys get up? Once again, the, the, the sea air kind of gets you up early. You know, you just feel like you're, you're refreshed. I get up um, at the crack of 8.30. Okay. Um, the ship, you can barely feel it moving. It's a big ship, so it's not rocking. The, the water is as smooth as glass. Um, right about 9 o'clock, as you guys are getting ready to go get some breakfast, um, there's a knock on your door. And uh, when you open the door, you're confronted with uh, a, a big woman. Uh, she's dressed as a steward. Uh, she's big and she's blonde. And I don't mean big fat. She's big, big. Uh, she's got blue eyes. She's got blonde hair. And her name tag reads Patricia Swift and she's obviously 
like a, a, a Norwegian giant, you know, China. Oh, right, right. And she says, uh, she says, gentlemen, are you, uh, she gives you your names. She says, uh, uh, the captain wishes to see you this morning. Uh, and she, she says, there has been another one. And uh, she says, if you will, uh, if you are ready, please accompany me. Uh, as going much for Francis, I told you, Siri. Um, go ahead and do a psychology role. Uh, which one? Psychology. I meant which of us, but yeah. Oh, all of you. All of you. <laughs> oh, I got a 96. I serial killer. <laughs> I got a 91. And how about Francis? I got a 49 out of 45. Okay. So close. Well, I'll, I'll say that I'll say that, uh, that 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 Brian and Chip, uh, you're kind of like, wow, that's a woman, uh, and and Francis, it's it's a woman, but it's uh, it's it. She's she's very um, emotion. She's very stoic, very emotionless. This is my job. We are going to get the job done, and. Uh, and she just, she's a no-nonsense. She's icy. I, she's icy, I guess, is how you'd say it. So she's like, come with me. She's no-nonsense. Uh, so please come with me. Now, at first you think that she's going to take you to see the captain, like at the captain's quarters or the bridge or something like that. But instead she's leading you down towards the IMAX theater. And... As you're approaching the doors to the IMAX theater, uh, the captain is standing there, and she's she's got a couple of stewards, and uh, you see you see Rupa, uh, and uh, and she sees you, and she's got a very upset and stern look on her face, and she looks over at you and she says, "Gentlemen, I'm afraid that there has been another incident," and. Uh, she she sort of motions for you to go into the theater. There's a couple of other stewards there. What you find is in one of the seats, one of the aisle seats, uh, about halfway down, there is a man sitting in one of the seats, and he has been garroted with a nylon cord around his neck. And in his forehead is another brand, the same brand. Uh, I want to make a sanity roll. <laughs> that yeah. is creepy. I don't like this. Holy shit. I got a 6%. <laughs> I passed with a 26 out of 6. I'm still going to take a point, though. I'm, I'm disturbed. Okay. I passed 38. Okay. So. You can take a point if you want. Great. I mean, you're kind of now expecting to see something. Uh -huh. Um, uh, the captain says to you, this, this has to stop. I don't, th this can't be happening on board the ship. This could ruin the reputation of the ship. Uh, we have to, we have to figure this out. Uh, now nobody has been in here. Uh, the last show ended, uh, a little after midnight. Uh, this was cleared out, uh, by 1 a.m., the place was cleaned and the crew were locking up the theater. So 
it would have had to have happened after that point. And they didn't find him until, well, just just uh, half an hour ago, uh, when they came in here to, uh, you know, open up everything. So he was killed after they had already closed up for the night. The yeah. cleaning. Yeah, he wasn't here. He wasn't here when they cleaned up around one a.m. And you said the doors were locked. Yes. Were any of the locks forced? No. There's no sign of any kind of break-in. So someone has a key. Uh, gentlemen, uh, I'm going to leave you uh, with uh, Patricia and uh, uh, and some of these other stewards. Uh, but I, I have duties. I have to go. So please keep me informed if you find anything out. If you figure, if you if you figure out who this is. And the captain and Rupa leave, and the uh, ice queen is, is standing over to the side. Uh, so before they leave, can I make a spot hidden to like just take a glance at their hands? Sure. Oh, I thought it was 16. It's a 61. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, you don't see anything. <laughs> um, Darn. <laughs> do, do the, why don't the rest of you do spot hiddens? Ooh, hard success. 24. Uh, Chip, you're muted. Just made it with one point to spare. Okay. Um, Brian, you notice almost immediately that his left shoe is missing. Okay, so now this killer is banning people and taking their left shoe? What the heck? I'm going to get down to kind of look closer at the foot to see if it's like hurt or like it has um, one of our shoe. Uh, well, the thing that you notice is that the sock is half pulled off. It's like he's, does it look like he was dragged? I don't know. That's Maybe. weird. Do you Missing the shoe and the sock, or just the, the, shoe? the sock has been both pulled like halfway off, so it's almost like something had like grabbed him at like by the leg and was pulling, which had resulted in the shoe being lost and the sock coming off. Hmm. But he's That's... sitting in this chair, and was garroted from behind. Ugh. I don't like any of this. Patricia, is there a lost and found bin on on board the ship? Yeah. Uh, have there, uh, has anyone found any left shoes that you know of? Uh, if we haven't looked, we can look. Now, I'm assuming the lights are on in the theater, correct? Yes. It's not, okay. I'm going to get down and look under the seats. Is there a shoe anywhere? Anything, um, actually. I'm looking for anything on the floor at this point. Okay. Why don't you do a, a spot hidden for me? Fifteen. Okay, we'll say that you start looking around, and indeed, you do find the shoe. Uh, the shoe is uh, kind of like over by one of the exit doors, um, and you do get the impression that maybe he was dragged in here, and the shoe just sort of came off. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's in a place that nobody really notices it until you start right. looking around. But 
that's that's what you can kind of guess. I don't even pick it up. I just point it out to everybody. Hmm. So this ha maybe he had the brand, right? I'm sorry. I had the yes. I, um, so maybe, well, obviously it happened somewhere and he was dragged in here. The shoe got kicked off by the door or by wherever it was because um, it was a quiet place. So, hmm, now maybe in the hallway to this place or? It's possible. Hmm. Uh, there are alarms on those back doors? Uh, not really. Actually, yes, there is an alarm. The alarm didn't go off. So that means the door wasn't open. Francis, what do you think? Uh, well, I'm trying to think of a possibility. Uh, if, the, if that back door is alarmed, then they couldn't have used that. But if the other doors, there was no sign of forced entry, that means whoever did this either had a key or is very good at getting around a lock. That means it could be one of the staff. Right. Makes sense to me. Huh. Is, oh, sorry, continue. We ask where he was, where his room was. See if there's anything out of place there. Well, they haven't. You haven't. They haven't taken his wallet out yet to, to identify him. You know, they were going to let you look at everything before they they moved him. So, do you want to find out who he is? Look at his wallet. Yes. Well, before we do anything like that, can we get? Uh, uh, can we? Can we uh, ask Patricia to go get us some gloves? Um, I think that she's really efficient and she just. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Play it safe. <laughs> now, if we can find out where both of the, the, the victims' rooms were, maybe they're next to each other or on the same deck, maybe there's some kind of correlation there. Okay. Um, uh, Francis, did you want to do a forensics roll? Um, sure. I, I, I'm a little confused on what this skill is like overall. Forensics? Forensics is, you know, when the, a medical examiner looks at somebody and can tell that uh, how long they've been dead by the lividity of their, you know, the pooling of the blood in the body. and and uh, Okay, so it's not something I'd need a boatload of equipment for? Well, if you had it, it would it would help. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's stuff that you can tell. Right, right. Nobody okay. has any fingerprint uh, kits, so okay. All right, I'll give you a shot. Let's go. And so, I continue with my terrible rolls, so that's going to be nothing for me. Well, as, as you look him over, uh, you 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 don't really you can't really tell whether he was killed in here or whether he was killed somewhere else, but most likely it seems like he was probably killed somewhere else, and then dragged here. And from the from, uh, we'll just say that you know from the 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 feeling of him whether he's started rigor mortis or whatever that 
it must have happened somewhere around four or five in the morning. This is pretty recent, then. Yeah. Man, I want to. I want to look at his wallet. All right. Uh, you find out that he is Walter Whitaker. Um. Uh, the research that you find, he was he was obviously strangled with a nylon cord. Um, uh, he is uh, apparently, well, I guess I find this out some other way. Um, it looks like he's married. He has a wedding ring? Yeah, he's got a wedding ring. So his wife might be on board. So, let's um, see if the stewards could locate his wife, and uh, we could ask her. But ask her a few questions before they tell her, before they tell her about her husband's passing. Well, they'd probably want the captain to talk to her first, and then. But uh, um, for the sake of, is there anything else you want to do in the theater while you're? Uh, just um, same thing. Do that scan of the whole room. Yeah, I that's think. that's all. Yeah, you look looking for. I want to look for blood on any of the seats behind where the body is. Um, doesn't look like any blood. I mean, so that, so there's the definitely ligature marks around his neck. Um, wasn't killed. Let's here, just then. say that you don't find anything else in the theater. And uh, once again, I'm trying to cut the the, the length of the game down. So. Um, uh, ultimately, uh, let's say that you go to both of their rooms uh, to look through them. Uh, Peter Huxton seemed like just a regular guy on on vacation, probably looking to pick up chicks. Um, there's there's nothing weird or unusual. He's been reading, uh, not one of your books, uh, and uh, and he seems you know perfectly normal. Um, Walter Whitaker uh, is married. However, he's on this cruise by himself. Uh, you find uh, some evidence that he's probably estranged from his wife. They're probably getting a divorce. Uh, their home life is not good. He doesn't seem to have kids. Um, uh, and everything else seems just perfectly normal. And his room is nowhere near the other guy's room. Okay. okay. Both different sides of the ship, but both—they're both alone in the rooms. Yes. Well, that's not okay. that unusual. Okay. But it'll, for all, it'll put you in with strangers, you know. But right. now, for all intents and purposes, we could say both of these men were single. So maybe there's some sort of black widow aboard. Hmm. A black widow that's branding people. Oh some crazy woman that's take, take, taking out men. Just, just, what would my favorite detective, the black, uh, the uh, Pink Panther do? Hmm. I think the Pink Panther was a big pink diamond in that story. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't tell him that. We, we're on a DL. We're trying to... <laughs> this is Chip Goodsprings talking, not yeah. me. <laughs> so um you you're you're you've been so you searched through the rooms you didn't find anything interesting and 
shortly thereafter, um, uh, Patricia Swift shows up again. And she's like, gentlemen, there has been another incident. Already? Not a murder, though. Something stranger. And she says, will you come with me? Maybe. Guys. All right. So uh, she takes you back to the uh, doctor's office. And what's happened is uh, Peter Huxton's body is missing. I told you it was vampires. Uh, That you did. When was this noticed? Uh, uh, well, it was noticed when they were putting the body of uh, Mr. Walter Whitaker into the, the locker, the freezer. And nobody had been in here at all this morning? Well, I mean, the, the doctor's in the doctor's office, but they've got no reason to go into the morgue. Right. You know. Is, it, is the door locked? Yes. Was the door locked? Door's locked. The, so door, the door is obviously locked, and it's and it's inside the office, which is the doctor's office would also have been locked. So definitely somebody that has keys. Yeah, which is an unsettling thought. Do you know if there's any new workers on this ship within the last south? I don't know what they call them trips. There are always new workers. How many of them have would have a set of like master keys? Oh, not many. Only, uh, only you know the upper uh, members. Obviously, the doctor, uh, his assistant, um, the captain, uh, some of the uh, upper officers on board the ship. Um, she says, "I have one." You know. So. Maybe maybe a dozen people. Okay. Because whoever this was could get into the theater and also the doctor's office, so they've got a wide range of keys or a key that opens. And none of them are new employees. Can they all? Can the captain uh, make sure they all actually have their keys, and they everyone produce their keys at this current time? Well, we use our keys all the time. The, the keys are actually cards. Oh, okay. So it's like a master key card. So if if a card goes missing, if somebody loses their card, uh, they there, program a new one and they cancel the old number. Yeah. Is there is there a log of of the card readers? No. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Not quite that sophisticated. Is there any uh, is there any cameras in the doctor's office? Mm-mm. And none in the morgue. Okay. His body's just gone. If they were looking to get rid of evidence, just throw it in the ocean. We'd never find it. Yep. But yeah, I, but like, I like Chip's idea, though. Does everybody who has the master access, do they all have their key cards? Well, nobody's reported a missing key. Okay. Now, if you wanted to get rid of evidence, you wouldn't have branded it in the first place. You know That's what I'm saying? True. Yeah, they'd want us to see it. 
Yeah, because they could have just tossed both these bodies overboard. So why didn't they? And the bo the other body might have been staged in the theater because he wasn't killed there. He was killed and dragged in. I'm sure he wasn't sat down and choked in the chair. Right. So he was killed and brought to the chair and sat down in the chair. So maybe maybe the guy in, on the golf course, Peter, was brought there too. Were both of I these see. men uh, go to the same, I guess there's no way to, to track where they've been. Oh, I wonder if there's a place where these people are going that somebody decides to follow them home and kill them. I, I think you have something with that. That's true. Now, the one was estranged and one was single. So maybe they were at the disco or at um, a bar trying to pick up a woman or a man. Or is there any, like, singles activities going on? All, exactly. yeah, all, all sorts of stuff like that, yeah. Okay, uh, too many to... There's, you, you guys have an itinerary in your thing that shows you, you know, yoga classes and swimming classes and uh, just everything that you can think of. Way too big of a list, okay. No shuffleboard. I don't think people actually play shuffleboard anymore. <laughs> That's why Brian came on this game with shuffleboard. No, I'm... How, this, this is... I don't like this. <laughs> So anyways, you're moving into the, uh, uh, the, the second evening. Is this your second evening or third evening? So, this will be the... There was, a one, there was one before the breakfast. Guys, there was that night and then the next this, one. This is your third evening, yeah. Um, and once again, it's a beautiful evening out. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. There's, you know, the... the the stars are shining. The the breeze is, is pleasant. There's a sliver of a moon. And, uh, um, you know, people people all over the ship. Um, searching, looking around. There's way too many people doing way too many things to to find it. So I don't know what we're supposed to do. I vote we just go to bed and maybe these. This killer has keys, so I want to move something in front of my door. Well, the some the uh, something that somebody said once pops into your head. If you're ever going to murder somebody, do it on a, on a cruise ship because it's like the easiest place to right get away with it, get away with the evidence. But these people, this person is killing people and just. Just doing so, this. Yeah. Did they come on this cruise for the specific purpose to kill these two guys, or are they just killing random people? So, fellas, if you don't mind, uh, I'm realizing that I'm in a room alone and I am a single man. Is it cool if I uh, crash on the chair in your guys' room? Yeah, of course. You go ahead. Just see what we're missing we're missing the connection we have to find the commonality between the two the two dead men and yeah. if we could find that maybe it'll what, what about their age ranges yeah how old were they first guy was like 35 the second guy was maybe almost 50. Okay. can we look at a can we look, look at like a passenger manifest can we find out like with how these people like pay with or whatever like if they're from a similar place back on land like if they live close together before they came on the cruise ship we'll say that you you look into all of that i'm not sure how, how much would be available to you but um the captain wants you to figure this out so he's he's i keep saying he's uh she has given you at least a measure of a sort of carte blanche so 
If you think you need to do something, do it. Um, you find out nothing. I mean, it's you. You'll find out they're from different parts of the country. Uh, that they they've they probably never lived anywhere near each other. Never seen each uh, other. No relation between yeah. them. Never saw each other until maybe the ship, and uh, no affiliations that you can find. Do either of these people have phones on them when they died? Yeah, sure. I mean, you okay? We'll say you go through that. You don't find anything that's. Well, you don't have any way to unlock their phones. Right. right. No zero 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 password. <laughs> um, so let's let's say that you you do whatever you can, uh, and the evening comes. Uh, is there anything you want to do, or do we move to the next day? I'm good. Yep, yeah, you can move. Okay. So you go you go to bed. And you probably wonder just a little bit if the whole thing is going to repeat itself again the next day. Right. We should have put the recorder in the, the empty room to see if anybody went in there in the night. Oh, we should have. That would have been a good idea. <laughs> yeah, right. Where did you want to put it? The, the uh, chip's recorder in uh, uh, Francis's room. Wait, you want to put? Oh, you want to? Okay, you, okay. Hand recorder. We want to see if put it in, in Francis's room to see if anybody tries to get phone. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing on it. Um, good. Good idea, though. Uh, next morning comes. You're kind of waiting for it, and uh, uh, you have breakfast, and you're thinking, maybe not. And then ten o'clock comes, and. Uh, uh, Rupa finds you, and he's like, uh, a gentleman, come with me. He says, as you may have guessed, uh, it continues. Uh, and he leads you away. He says, uh, this one was a bit messier. Um, and he leads you towards uh, one of the restaurants uh, to Valkyries and uh, takes you in through the kitchen where passengers don't normally go. And there is a stairwell that's used by the staff. And in the bottom of the stairwell is a woman. She's been identified as Sylvia Goldberg. She works on the ship. She's not a passenger. Um, and it looks like she was in the process of, uh, you know, cleaning table linens, uh, for the, you know, doing the laundry early in the morning. Uh, she was stabbed four times. There's blood all over the place, which they're, they're waiting, waiting for you. And then they're going to clean it up. Uh, and the mark this time is on her left breast, the, uh, brand. Oh, uh, you can do sanity rolls for this one because this yeah, one's good. Yeah, I pass with a sixteen. I pass twenty-one. This isn't right, man. This isn't right. <laughs> if, if you pass, take one damage. If you if you fail, do a one d three. Where's my? There you go, Francis. It'll be okay, man. <laughs> oh God, this is the worst vacation we have ever had, gentlemen. 
Yep, I would take playing cards with roaches any day over this. Absolutely. Think of the books you're going to write. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I said, that's why I look around on like just like, I'm like, I'm kind of enjoying it. I just hope it's not one of us. Say, I'm sick to say, but it, this is kind of fun. Um, now, the first two were both branded. Were they branded on the same side? Yes. Or was it, was it the left side? Yes. And this was on her left breast. Okay. And she's actually, I take that back. It was on the right side on the forehead. Right side on the forehead, left breast. Now, was she stabbed in the chest or where was she? It looks like she was stabbed, yeah, in the front. Um, uh, and unlike the others, well, the guy who got his head bashed in had no expression on his face. So he didn't see anything coming. Um, the guy who had been garroted obviously had the look of somebody who'd been strangled on his face. This woman has a look on her face kind of of terror. Uh, and it looks like whoever did this just pinned her up against the wall and started jabbing the knife into her. And then, you know, she fell to the ground and bled to death. But so only staff members though have access to the stairwell, right? Well, pretty much everybody in the staff has access. You can go up and down the right. side. But the key, this but is... Normally, passengers wouldn't... wouldn't it's got to be a member of the staff, then. Now, I don't know if I'm just grasping at straws, but it was the head, the neck, and then the chest. I don't know if that's just circumstantial or if it means something. It was the top, the middle, and now the center. I don't know if it's working its way down a body or if it just happened to be that way. Well, if we can't figure this out, I guess we'll find out tomorrow. Well, what I'm thinking is the other two, the other two were men, um, and they see they the the killer took them by surprise, but the third victim was just uh, attacked from the front. I it it makes me think that whoever the killer is might not have physical strength on their side you know they might not be a big strong person right Mm. that's a good point but they just they did strangle that guy and drag him a small person would have difficulty that that did uh, but you're right this is a shift in the the attack because now that they've attacked a, a lady they've they didn't do it. You know, well, how old was she? Ambush. Like this woman was probably in her late fifties. Okay, there's no real correlation with their ages. Yeah. Uh, she she's been a long employee on the ship. Okay, that's just what I'm about to ask. <laughs> Is her key card still on her? Uh, yes. But I'm sure hers would be a lower level access anyway. Restaurant yeah. and right. food pantries or something. Closets hmm. and things like that. Now there's 3,500 guests. Well, there were 3,500 guests. So what, probably 500 employees maybe? Yeah. I didn't research how many employees would be on. Uh, yeah, it's just, that. So we're looking at like 4,000 possible suspects. It's, it's And there's... Uh, it's interesting because the, these cruise ships, they have secret areas. There's, there's actually, they have their own restaurant. They have all of their own cabins. Um, 
like a little store, their own entertainment areas, probably even their own swimming pool. You know, and it's just it's just situated in such a way that you don't see it when you're on the ship. Well, gentlemen, I might be losing my mind, but I want to go make sure that our other body hasn't just walked off. Yeah, good call. Yeah, let's hurry down there as fast as we can. Okay. So you head back to the doctor's office, and the doctor is there. Uh, uh, gentlemen, is everything okay? Uh, no. Um, we want to make sure that the uh, the other body isn't isn't missing. Oh well, nobody's been in here. Uh, everything was locked up when I arrived this morning. And he walks over to the the, the vault and uh, opens up the door, and the body is missing. Okay. And he's like, I don't understand. How is this possible? So what what we need to do? We take Chip's recorder because if this pattern continues, we put her body in, and we stash this recorder somewhere when we listen back through it and try to see what happens maybe set up a phone that's like video recording i was gonna say we could set up uh the laptop to record as a decoy so when they break the laptop then the other recording device picks it up that's a good idea i like that right we can go get some you know it just suddenly occurred to me what you were saying francis you have a recorder no, me, Chip. I have a little, you know, like a uh, writer, like, oh, an idea, like a little digital recorder. <laughs> you know, you click it. Oh, it's um, 2018, do those things even exist? <laughs> yeah, dude. It's not a cassette tape. It's just a digital. Okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, uh, I just thought you'd have one of these cassette tape recorder things. No, 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 no. <laughs> they have them. They're like... You know, like the size of it, like, and you just... Oh, that's cool. I didn't know those things... Oh, this isn't it, but, but yeah. Right, but All it right. does have, like, a little, like, a, like, camera card in it, like, there. Yeah, so, like, yeah. What did you want to set up? Well, I want to set up... I want to go to, the to like, a gift store or something, buy, like, a digital camera as the biggest memory stick I could find and set that up recording in the morgue. We want to set up his sound recording, and we want to set up a laptop that's an obvious thing that's recording to see if they still... What happens? Okay. So the laptop is a decoy, like there, like with the little dot, you know, the light on it. So if anybody comes in, they'll break the little laptop or steal the laptop. But the other camera it will be hidden somewhere in the room. You guys must have made a lot of money on your books if you're just willing to throw a laptop away. <laughs> this will be the biggest thing. Plus. By signing a confidentially a confidentiality agreement, we're going to have cruises for the rest of our life for free. Yep. Well, yeah, yeah that's a that's a good point. <laughs> uh, actually, the actually the to sort of uh, the thing is is that if the murder if the murder comes out after it's been solved, then there's not much of a problem. You know, it's. Scaring the people that are on board the ship right now. <laughs> right, but the company's going to want to keep their name all golden and not have this released to the public like, oh, the murder cruise. It, it's like people dying at Disneyland. It happens, but they don't let you find out about it. Right. Because they cover it up. And then I want to be on the side of the cover-up. All right, so... <laughs> so what, that's your, you're going you're gonna to put some sort of recording device in the, in the morgue. Yes. All right. Um, several <laughs> yeah 
any possible angles plus obvious ones to to be thrashed. <laughs> um, at some point during this day, the captain does find, or you you guys get called to the captain, and and uh, you can see that she has uh, she's upset, obviously. Um, uh, I you know I, I can't believe this is happening aboard my ship. Uh, my reputation is at stake. The ship is at stake. Uh, uh, I, I hope that we can solve this. Go ahead and do a psychology roll on her. I failed. I failed. I failed. Okay. Well, you can tell she's upset. Okay. Um, she seems almost... Uh, I don't know how to say it. Despondent. Okay. Uh, when you first met her, she seemed rather bright. Uh, and now she seems rather dim. She's, she's got the responsibility of the whole ship. She's got this going on in her ship. Please find out what's going on. Um, and she, she gets whatever updated information you have. Um, and with that, you know, you guys go back to whatever you're doing. Uh, Actually, oh. I was going to say, guys, let's cut to the chase. Instead of putting, let's have the equipment in there, too. But you know what? Let's stay in there tonight with the other body. It's like 40 degrees, or I, I don't know however meters. But, but, like, well, we could wait inside the doctor's office. Inside maybe the doctor's office. Have the blinds crack just a little bit. Look out. I well, mean, I'll be honest. I don't like that idea unless one of us is packing, and they didn't let us take our guns, so. Yeah, you would be directly confronting whoever it was. Well, they, we could get knives from the kitchen. There's three of us. And this person uh, obviously um, isn't confident enough to take on anybody who isn't alone. Well, let me point out another thing is there is only one way into the doctor's office. And although there are a couple of ways to get to the doctor's office, they can all be observed. You know, there's lots of places you could hide a stairwell or whatever, and just keep your eyes on the doctor's well, office. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter where we stay, but I'm just saying maybe instead of the doctor's office, yeah. In fact, you're pretty sure that from a, from one of the uh, from one of the decks, even above, uh, there's places where you could see. You know, the only way the person could move if they were getting a body or going right. in okay. and there's no like you know giant vents or something in the morgue that somebody could crawl through or no no okay that's that's that only happens in this, this, this isn't this yeah. is like the alien ship you know with the right giant yeah. vents you know more something okay maintenance shafts maintenance <laughs> shafts everywhere that, that that part of that movie always irritated me because i'm like come on how could you forget <laughs> that you have a <laughs> a hanging ceiling. Like, oh crap, guys. Could, yeah. Just slips the mind but anyway. Yeah. Um Stick out time. <laughs> all right. So if that's what you're going to do tonight, uh we'll say that you hang out in such a place that uh that you would be able to see anybody coming and going to the uh, doctor's office, but you wouldn't be close enough to where they could, you know, they would notice you. Um and uh, I'll let you figure out how you want to handle it if you do find somebody. 
Okay. I mean, is there a security number for the ship security staff? Um, maybe. Maybe so. Yeah. Okay. Just if we see something going down, we're gonna we're gonna call them. Okay. Yeah, we're supposed to find out who did it, not actually confront them. All right. We'll just send Francis after him. It's fine. Just toss him. So, um, um if I don't like this idea. <laughs> okay. Well, you're far enough away from Francis that you could get away if anything goes down. So, um, the evening comes, uh, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. By, by, by one o'clock, most people are starting to go to bed. Uh, Parties are winding down. There's still a few people straggling around, people going to the edge of the deck, smoking and stuff like that. Um, how much do you want to commit to this? Because now it's going to be like 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. Um, ship is quiet. Well, I figure I figure as Francis gets more and more like nervous, uh, he's he's just been like caffeinating the hell out of himself. So I'm talking like coffee, energy drinks, like he, trying to okay. calm himself down, and he's just kind of wiring him. And I'm sure he talk so. talk to Chip about something. I'm sure he has stashed on board with him that that gives your brain a little a little jolt. Everybody do a spot hidden. <laughs> I pass barely though. Forty-seven out of fifty. Mm, 63 out of 50. I missed it. Francis, did you pass? No, I, I put my points in stealth, not spot hidden. Okay, so Mr. Young, you're, yeah, you guys are all sort of quietly chit-chatting and you're looking around all that. Brian, you look over and you see uh, a shadow. It's obviously a person. Um, fairly big person. and But you can't quite see the details. But you see the, the person move to the, the doctor's door out of the shadows and unlock it and go inside. There's just a couple minutes and the person comes back out uh, with obviously a body like this slung over the shoulder and starts moving towards the back of the ship. Okay. So I start dialing security. It's like, guys, we got to follow this person. We can't let him get away. Okay. Uh, the phone rings and rings and rings. Um, the person is getting out of your sight unless you're going to follow along. I'm, I'm following them. All right. I was going to follow. All right. So you're All following right. along. Um, eventually, security answers. Just security. Security. <laughs> yes, security. They're they're taking the body to the back of the ship. They, they stole it from the doctor's office. Uh, what are you talking about? The, we're looking into the, oh. the murders that have occurred. Oh. Who, who, stole, who stole the body out of the morgue. They're heading towards the back of the ship. We are where, in whatever. Where are you at? Look at, is there hallway names, stuff like labels? Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah I just I read on where we're going, like what direction we're heading, what hallway. All right, we'll, we'll be there in a few minutes. Don't do anything now, foolish. Does it look like he's getting to like close enough to the railing of the boat? The uh, this person is moving along, and finally they step out, uh, and and a light hits them, and uh, you can see that it's uh, Patricia Swift, the steward, the big German woman, or the big uh, Icelandic woman. 
and she's she's just walking rather calmly with this body over her shoulder and uh she'll probably be at the back of the ship in just a few more steps i before she dumps the body i'm gonna put my cell phone light on uh-huh and i'm gonna point it out and i'm gonna be like freeze police oh well you're quite a ways away oh i'm away okay i wasn't yeah. sure how far I'm you thinking guys, you guys are maybe 30 feet away. So I'm going to start recording it. Okay. At least we got her on tape. You too, Brian? You're, well, okay. Yep. All right. Well, uh, um, you see her go to the back of the ship and just sort of unceremoniously throw the body over. And then she just sort of leans over like this. Just stays there. Guys, do anything? Um, Guys, we can push her over. Be over. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you then, uh, you then start to hear fight, dude. Steps coming towards you. Okay. Turn to look. Is it security? Uh, it is. You just threw the. Mostly, threw the body over the edge. Get uh, her. It's a it's a security guard named Leon. Mantleberry, and he says, "He says, what's up, gentlemen?" Um, now, b- before I show him the video, I send it to my cloud. Okay, so I uh, back it up. Uh, he says, "What's what's the problem, gentlemen?" You said that you saw somebody. Yeah, Patricia. She just threw a body over the back of the ship. Get a point okay. where she's when, when he looks over there, Patricia is walking away from the railing now. Back kind of the direction she came and he's like uh patricia like this but she doesn't stop so uh he starts moving you know forward and and where over to where she is patricia right i'm gonna i'm gonna follow him you know in case she snaps and goes after him he needs some help Um, he uh he gets on his thing you know uh I don't know what he said, but whatever. Uh-huh. And, uh, we got 10 in progress. Uh, he, <laughs> he goes up to her and uh, he, he's, he doesn't have a gun, but he's got, you know, uh, he puts his hand on her shoulder and he's like, Patricia, and he spins her around and she's just, you know, sort of glazed over. And he's like, Patricia. And he, he, he whacks her a couple times and she blinks. And she's like, what the hell? And she looks around. She says, how the hell did I get here? And he's like, Patricia, what the hell? And, and he, uh, he says, uh, these gentlemen say they saw you throw a body over the, the railing. And she says, what are you talking about? You're insane. Is going to do anything? I, I want to talk to the captain. I don't even want to let the security guard know I have the video. Okay. Um, I want to just peer over real fast. I mean, I know the ship's moving, but just peer off kind of where she was looking, just kind of as a whole like nostalgic kind of detective, like, what was she looking at? All right. And then just look at the water and then walk away. I feel like Francis is just too. Sketched. Uh-huh. He, he's not really Brian, functioning at this point. 
Brian, you go to the back of the ship. Do a spot hidden roll for me. 32, I pass. As you look over the ship, of course, you can see the water churning, you know, and, and the wake going off into the darkness. Yeah. The sky, it's, it's still crystal clear, sparkly stars, mm-hmm. barely any moon out. Um, and you think you see something in the water. Um, you're not sure at first, but the more you look, the more you start to think, are there sharks following the ship? They kind of look like sharks. There's fins sticking up out of the water. There's, there's a lot of them, like seven or eight of them maybe. And they're big. Uh, chip, chip. I run over. Do you, are you seeing this too? Look, there's like sharks. Do I see anything? Yeah. When he starts pointing them out, at first you think they're just waves, you know, because it's hard, it's dark and it's hard to see. But there are, you know, lights on the ship that are a little bit illuminating the water. Yeah, there's, there's sharks or something down there. Brian, it's goddamn mermaids. I told you. <laughs> I'm going to start taking pictures. Okay. Just a couple. All right. Um, the contrast and the color, it's not Yeah, easy. it's not going to be right. anything good. But. Are, are pretty good, but yeah. Um, and and when you think you, once you think you sort of see them, now they seem to be lessening. Like, maybe they're done. Ate the, the body? What the? Um, what the heck were they doing back here? Uh, Leon uh, has told Patricia, uh, Patricia, I'm going to have to uh, uh, secure you, take you and secure you. And she's upset and angry. She's insulted because I have been an exemplary employee from, you know, for five years and, uh, and all of that. And, but, but he's going to secure her. So she's going to be secured because he saw her. He didn't see her throw any body over, but, you know, by this time also a few more security guards arrive. Okay, but Francis, you're studying a serial killers, but they have killed, but she have already killed somebody else or does she get rid of the body first? I think you just dropped. Oops, we'll wait for a second until he comes back. Okay, that there was goes. good. I, I'm back. They got me. Francis, no. Yeah, that, that was weird. I'm not. The mermaids, sure they got Francis. The roaches, they came to collect their debts. They were just so pretty. I had to go look at them. You know, they're the roaches. They're coming to collect our our, our gambling money. I know yeah, they're trying to something. All right, Francis. So you study serial killers. Do you know where, like, if if they would have killed somebody and then dumped them over, or we just have no idea? I. What do you think? I. I think it just doesn't make any sense, man. I mean, you know, what well, one one second they're you know leaving it out and branding them, and then you know the very next night after everything's been discovered, they're tossing it in the ocean. I mean, I I, I guess it could be because they don't they know we can't do any 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 real testing on on the bodies here on the boat, so they 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 want it they want they want um, they want us to see it and then and then get rid of it before we can actually do anything about it. 
have that they're trying to send us some kind of message, but I don't know what what kind of message that would be. Who are they sending it to? I don't know, but A, Francis, enough caffeine for tonight. B, uh, talk, talk amongst yourself, Shimon. I'm going to run to the restroom. Sure. I'll be right back. Now, she was in a daze. Like, like she didn't know what she was doing. Now, unless she's like a really good actress, it seemed like she didn't know what right. she was doing. And what, what the heck was out in the water? Goddamn mermaids. <laughs> do you, do, okay, Chip. So do these mermaids of yours, do they have any mind control capabilities, you know? Are they associated with these symbols at all? Or this has nothing to do with the case, but no, Siren Song, I don't know. No, but really, in all seriousness, I don't know what the hell that was. But sharks would follow a boat if they were getting fed three days in a row. Like they right, follow. How many sharks getting fed off of. Yeah. Body? There's so many of them. Because I know they'll follow behind fishing vessels to get the scraps. So. Or has there just been more bodies that haven't been left? Maybe that hasn't been reported. That's true. Dump a few, leave one. Uh, yeah, but why would that's not the case? One? Yeah, why leave the one? That's right. And the symbol, it's something to do with that symbol. Right, so why kill more people to, to have the sharks follow us, dump them off? we just been talking about if they've killed more people and dumped them without leaving them to attract all these sharks. But w what does the kitchen do with the spare, like, leftover food? Uh, don't think uh, that. I mean, waste, probably illegal. waste management is extremely important to board a ship like this. So, yeah, they don't. Oh, they all the waste until they get to port. Um, so let's, let's sort of... Uh, give you some information. This is what you're going to find out this evening. One is uh, your recording devices in the morgue. Indeed, all you see is her come in unceremoniously. She's got that sort of glazed look on her face. She uh, walks right past your recording devices, picks up the body and walks out. Okay. Um, they, they detain her and of course, I assume that you guys show them what's going on okay uh the captain doesn't know what to do with this he's she's like i don't understand she says she's been an exemplary employee uh she's never done anything uh i've known her for years uh it makes no sense at all but i also point out to the captain that it seemed like she didn't know what she was doing we even when we confronted her and security confronted her well she says, I don't know. I, we're going to keep her confined. Um, but I agree. I mean, looking at it, it looks like she was uh, sleepwalking, what it looks like she was doing. Uh, so I, I've heard of a thing called a, a disassociative disorder. It's usually followed some sort of trauma or depression uh, where people just, it, like, they split into something else. Uh, possible. Have we checked your pockets looking for any metal brand? 
Um, so I mean, they, they had her empty her pockets. She doesn't have any kind of metal brand. Uh, the body turns up. She must have stashed it. Or uh, it accomplice. The, uh, uh, needless to say, all of this just keeps adding to the, uh, the, the, the look on the, the poor captain's face. Uh, very disappointed, very upset, very sad that this is all going on at this point on her ship. Uh, she's sad that there's people who've been killed. Uh, so far, she hasn't had to inform their families. Uh, most of them didn't really have. She's going to eventually have to inform the families uh, that, that do exist. Um, she's like, you know, I, 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 I don't know what to do, gentlemen. We're, tomorrow, we arrive in Maui uh, and... You know, we should be we should be able to turn this over to the authorities. So, thank you for all your help, um, Captain. Yes. Something, and maybe it's my investigative side. Something tells me this isn't over. I wouldn't just so, for lack of a better term, sleep on it tonight. Like I think everybody should still be out there alert. Before we get to Maui, something tells me this isn't over. I agree with you. I, I hope that it's over. I do also, but she didn't seem to be, unless she had a complete psychological breakdown, split personality, that maybe there's an accomplice, or maybe she was being ah. hypnotized, alien control. I don't know. Something's not right here. Well, Keep me apprised of what, what's going on. And uh, um, she says, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm ruining your vacation. Uh, and she, uh, she turns around and she leaves. But how, how possible is this that she has a psychological disorder? Because, I mean, I don't want to jump to Tim Foyle hats or anything, but this is, this is pretty odd, even for, for us. I've never written anything nearly this wild. Well, the... Uh, uh, you're talking about Patricia. Um, uh, the captain has given you enough access to where you can pretty much get into anywhere except maybe, you know, the bridge and, you know, places that are, that you yeah. could actually do some damage if you even fell against the panel, you know. Right. You right. Go to the engineering. I want to go, let's go check out her, her room. Okay. You know, this kind of sicko kind of killer is going to have some kind of, Stuff right. That's how that's how it works, right, Francis? They they have little mementos and other stuff. Some people do. Uh, if she did have some sort of mental break, uh, there might not be. But with the branding, it's maybe the other personality stashed some stuff there. You know, maybe, maybe. All right. So you head over to uh, Patricia Swift's uh, cabin, and it's a fairly small cabin. Um, it's, uh, it's kind of Spartan, you know, she doesn't collect a lot of things. Um, however, she does have pictures on the wall. Uh, she definitely, you can tell from the pictures that, uh, she has some friends, but it doesn't look like she has anything in the way of, you know, family. Uh, uh, I mean, there might be a picture of mom and dad, but they look very old. So they're probably dead by now. Um, 
there's a lot of pictures of her climbing. She likes to climb in the Alps. Um, uh, and do a spot hidden roll for me. Oh, one. Um, oh, one. You notice the, the texture of metal every single bolt. <laughs> um, all right. So you start looking around. Uh, Chip. Uh, one thing that you notice is uh, there are a number of pictures of her with the captain uh, up on the bridge. Uh, there's pictures of them, you know, at, at various spots on the ship. Uh, the captain smiling and her, of course, looking very stoic. Uh, uh, and there's one picture you find of what looks like a forest. Uh, it could be anywhere in the world, you don't know. Uh, but the captain and her and a couple of other people are on a hike. So the captain does know her. They have, there's, there's evidence that looks like they, that she's been on board the ship for years. And you don't get any sense of a possible relationship between them. Um, no, there's not really that. Um, but there is a sense that they're friends. Obviously, they're, you know, the kind of co-worker friends that you'd have. Um, uh, and, let's see, I'm trying to find it. Uh, you got a, an 01. So, uh, you you look through her desk drawers and you look through things like that. And eventually you find a folded up piece of paper. Uh, and it, when you open it up, this is what it, it looks like. Oh. Look at this, guys. Okay, so delivered from the past. Why don't you read it out loud for us? Um, deliver us from the past. Welcome us into the future. All works towards good, to the fulfillment of nature. Anger of fire, fire of speech, breath of knowledge, render us free from harm. Return to us the innocence that once we knew. Complete the circle. Make us at one with nature and the elements. Sing your children, Nug and Yeb. Yeb? and Rag Tagath, Earth Mother, Pool of All Life, Black Goat of the Woods with a Thousand Young, La La Nug Shub Niggeroth. Uh, does any of that sound familiar familiar to you, Chip? I, that's um, can I make a Cthulhu uh, Mythos roll? Sure. No. Well, you guys can do uh, knowledge if you have a cult, or if you have uh, if you don't have a cult, just do a knowledge roll. Well, if if it is an occult, I pass the occult, or I could spend six. Uh, I luck pass points. my occult with an eight, and I have like a forty, so that's an extreme success. Well, I mean, you are aware of the writings of H.P. Lovecraft. Okay, that's what I was just wondering. Is he is he an actual author in this world? Sure. <laughs> Yeah, this, um, this sounds something straight from my main man HP. What is yeah. going on? 
Um, I, w- I would have passed on a cold if I want to spend, if you allow me to spend six luck, I will, would have passed my uh, Cthulhu. That, that's cool. When you see the name Shabnagurath, then you're, yeah, it immediately brings to mind H.P. Lovecraft. And there's, there's been a lot of, you know, speculation that Lovecraft was actually writing about real things that, uh, that he just couched as if they were, uh, fiction stories and to see this now he was the um, unknown prophet the black goat of the woods with a thousand young Mm -hmm. the symbol that you saw on the brand does sort of seem like like the horns on a goat or something like that um is anything that these people just total like crazy like you know this isn't people have written about this stuff before you know stephen king wrote about it uh, the the fan who's so dedicated that it blurs the reality. I'm I'm like white as a ghost right now, and I'm just still holding that paper like, and I'm just passing it to one of you guys. Kind of just like mm-hmm. thing you see things working in my mind. I'm just like kind of like completely freaked out right now. Yeah, and I I look at that and I look at the picture of them on the on the hike. In the, in the woods or the um can i take the, i want to take the picture off the wall see if there's any like look at it closer anything behind it uh nothing behind it except there is a date written on the back which is i don't know 2012 okay so it's old not recent now we've checked check drawers for for like the brand and other things, looking for that. Yeah, you don't find anything like that. Now, if, I I mean, you know, of course I know Sasquatch is real and aliens are real, like of course, I mean, who would ever doubt that, but, but, uh, uh, Shub Nivaroth, like, that's just insanity, but. What, is Cthulhu below us too now? Like, what the heck? If that is. Atlantic. Or is it that she just bought into it so deeply that her her mind broke? Yeah, Either way, it's not. This is this this shit just got real. I mean, people die, people die, you know, whatever. But this spooked me to my core. I bet at least she's locked up now. I think we have to bring this to the captain's attention immediately. At at this point, too, it's probably what about. Let's see, we put our timetable out here. We were on. Uh, well, you 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 caught uh, what's her name about four four a.m. Was it Patricia somewhere? Like yeah. That. And then you you had to answer questions and talk, and we'll say it's about six thirty a.m. Okay. And <sighs> Rupa. Uh, knocks on the door behind you the door is actually open and you guys are you know your guys are looking in patricia's stuff and rupa knocks on the door and he says well gentlemen i'm afraid that we have another one and uh we've we've actually quarantined quarantined off the area because we don't want anybody seeing this where uh it's uh uh, well, let's, let me just take you there. It's easier for me to take you. Um, 
he takes you down around and you're sort of towards the side of the ship and they've got, they've, they've got it quarantined off. Like they're doing maintenance, uh, which it's obviously they just put this up there. Please Uh, watch your step maintenance in progress. (laughs) And, uh, I want you all to do a spot hidden roll. All right, come on. Just, just, I just won't want to make one of these. I failed by two. (laughs) I failed by eight. Does anybody want to do a luck roll? I mean, I, I, spend, I spend two luck add, to get it. Luck? Yes. Yeah, I'll spend two. Yeah. I'll get it back to a pass. Um, I'd have to spend like 40, so. You're, you're about 10 feet away from the area he's taking to you to. And Brian, you look down and you notice that uh, Rupa has uh, a bandage on his hand. Uh, Rupa, what happened to you? Uh, he's like, what? Oh, oh, this? I, uh, I snagged my hand on a piece of metal. Oh. It's, it's nothing. Oh. And, and you arrive at the, uh, the spot, and he takes you around the corner. Uh, the only, the only way that you could actually see this is if you were at sea looking in. So it's a, it's a little like T-junction, uh, but no, no passenger can see. There is a, uh, a wall, and the, the wall has been slightly damaged, and I'll explain why, because there is a man pinned up against the wall with a spear gun shot right through his heart and he has uh, the brand burned right onto the side of his jaw. Oh my goodness. So I hurl over the side of the ship? Okay. If you want to. You can do a constitution roll to see if you can keep it in. Yeah, I rolled a a 91. Okay, you hurl. (laughs) All right. Um, it's hard to tell when this could have happened. It could have happened before or after Patricia did what she did. Um, there is surprisingly little blood only because the spear gun is rather sharp and thin. So it just, it went directly into the guy's heart. He, he didn't die of bleeding to death. He died because his heart stopped when the, the spear gun went through. How much of the spear is sharp? Like, is it is it just like a small tip at the end, or is it like it's most a small of it's small it's a small tip at the end? Okay, you know, like an like an arrow, but there's no there's no flare. Okay, it's meant to be shot underwater, really. Um, so he did, we all heard him say about the hand thing to, we, when, when Brian asked. Yeah, you probably did. I, I tap the guys on the, the, I put my hands on their shoulder and I, and I go to, uh, I call Rupia, Rupia. Yes. I say, I say, uh, Shagna. I'm mispronouncing it. Shagna 
Shubnigaroth. Thank you. It wasn't. I just was not coming out of my mouth today. And I say that to him and look at his face. See if he has any kind of expression. Um, he just sort of looks at you like I'm. I'm sorry. Oh, no, nothing. Forget about it. It was worth a shot. And then I just. I'm going to whisper in the chip's ear. You remember Patricia didn't know what she did either. Yeah, I was just a shot in the dark, you know. Mm-hmm. And wasn't the captain looking a little run down the second night? Oh, yeah, After, I mean, yeah. But the I don't know if it was stress. It looks like she's had a lot of stress on her. I mean, she's got 10 million tons of stress on her right now. Yeah. I was just wondering if it jumped from. It's gotten progressively worse. Okay. Now, she doesn't look ill. All right. No, just. She looks like she's extremely upset. Okay. Hmm. And Rupe was like, well, this is, you know, this is, this ends today because we arrive in, in Maui. Um, I'm not sure if the authorities will allow us to get off the, the ship because the murderer could get off the ship and get away. Yeah. Now, do I know anything about, uh, about that, that the, the goat? Like any like place that would lead me to a clue of where to search or look or do do a, a spot hit I'm not a spot hit and do a, a Cthulhu Mythos roll. It's gonna be hard. I only got no nah, forty uh thirty thirty four. So no. I felt I'm just trying to think where they would gather on the ship, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is there any Yeah, there's no like never mind. Yeah. Well, and no, I'm no, still, no one with trees or anything on the on the boat. No. Yeah. Man, what's this tree doing here? <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, I'm still thinking that it's just a psychopath, you know, like somebody who wants to believe so badly that they're committing this. So <clears throat> this is Larry Moore. Um, from the, from the evidence you can see, he was out here smoking. Uh, it looks like he had come down the stairwell and was just leaning up against the wall and whoever it was, was probably was, came around the corner just where you are and shot him with a spear gun and then branded him. These are just, these are random. These people aren't related at all. Just targets of opportunity. They were all smoking. I still I'm missing something. Well, that's just you, you didn't see any real evidence of other people smoking, but this guy was smoking. Yeah, just off by himself at night, and they just killed him. So it's still like like six in the morning, right? Yeah, probably about seven by now. About seven. All right. Yeah. Uh, Where are these guns stored? These spear guns, Rupa. Rupa, is that his name? I'm gonna ask him. Um, spear guns? There's like, there's not like standard spear guns for somebody would have had to have brought that with them. Yeah, they, don't really have, they don't really have scuba diving. Like, on. 
Well, somebody going to Hawaii to go spear fishing would bring their own in their luggage, but it would probably be right. stored somewhere. Right. Now, most of your most of your luggage uh, you have with you in your rooms, so it's very likely if they brought something like that that it might be in in their room. Um, however, some people bring a lot of luggage. And if, if it's not in your room, it would be stored in the hole. It's worth well, a shot. It's worth a shot. <laughs> but, <laughs> all right, so, uh, I'm going to go ahead and ignore that pun. He's and, really, uh, he's really fishing for the joke. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you gents there. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and roll forensics to see if uh, Mr. Larry here is, Entered rigor mortis or not? Uh, oh, whoa! Look at that! I actually got. Yeah, and uh, no, well, from just... from from everything that you can see, he must have he must have been shot sometime around maybe five a.m. That's after we. That's that. Yeah, Our that's position. that's concerning. Also, you like the road, did you? <laughs> Good job on, on making a success. Yeah, right? Woo. I got to stop using these dice. Very unsettling success. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so you don't really find any additional evidence here, but uh, uh, you guys are due uh, to arrive uh, very shortly in Maui. And uh, as you guys are discussing this amongst yourselves, you've, You've left that, and they're cleaning it up. Um, you start to hear. Go, go ahead and do a listen roll for me. That's what we'll do. I was also thinking. I wanted to see who else was in that picture with them. The captain, her, and maybe the other people in the picture. I got a fifteen. I, I passed with a hard success on my listen roll. Twenty-two. Okay. I, got I got a regular success on my listen roll. Okay. Well, to answer Chip's quick question, you don't know. Okay. Just look like people. A couple of men, a woman, other women, you know, whatever. Um, let's just look like they were on a hike. Um, as you guys are walking, and you're, you're chit-chatting with one another about what this could be, and you're being discreet. Maybe you've come up with sort of code language to, uh, to talk about it without having people over here. Um, you hear a couple of phrases from other passengers as you're walking, like, well, where is it? I don't see it. And you don't think anything of it as you're going, and then you hear somebody else say, well, we're supposed to be there. And about that time, it dawns on you that the island of Maui is nowhere in sight. Um, I want to talk to the captain. <laughs> All right. Cautiously talk to the captain. <laughs> Does anyone know how to pilot a boat? <laughs> um, when you go to the conch tower, um, it's kind of restricted on who can go in there, but you guys have been given sort of carte blanche by the captain. Uh, and some of the stewards now are familiar with who you are. Most of them are. Um, there's kind of a bit of a ruckus going on. And you can hear, at, as you're approaching the area, you can hear 
the captain uh, using some rather bad expletives, but she's like, what the fuck do you mean that you don't know where we are? You know, and as you approach, you can see she's hovering over the uh, navigator and he's trying desperately on the equipment to figure out. And he says, everything here says that we should be, uh, you know, just 20 miles from Maui. It should be right there. And she's like, well, it's obviously not right there. And they're, it's a hullabaloo, <laughs> you know. Something's wrong with the navigation. Where are we? I read something like this in a Tom Clancy book once. Can we use traditional methods at night? Do we have to just wait, look at the stars, see where we are? Yeah, that's possible. Um, the, uh, uh, if you're starting to discuss yeah, this with as, as Brian's giving his unsolicited advice. The captain says, well, I do, I have an old antique a sextant in the, uh, in my, in my cabin, you know, in my stateroom. She would know how to use okay. it. Um, but yeah, you've got to wait until, until tonight. Um, it should be easy, easy sighting. Um, you know, if I find the, I don't know if you find the North Star, or the South Star, or the Pole Star, or whatever. Um, in any case, the, this is the ultimate problem. The problem is, is that they don't know where they are. And there's nothing to indicate that they're, you know, they're hoping that, that, they're, that they just can't see Maui. You know, maybe there's a haze, but it looks crystal clear outside. Um, and now, by now, people on the on the boat are starting to ask a lot of questions. So, if there's anything that you need, anything you want to talk to her about, I want. I, well, Captain, I know there's absolutely crazy things going on here, but give me five minutes of your time. Where? Yeah. Where did you go on a hike with, um, uh, what's her Patricia. name? Patricia. Whatever. Patricia. Yeah. A hike? What are you talking about? You were in the woods with Patricia. Oh, well, that was years ago. What do you know about this? And I show her the letter, the little pamphlet thing. She looks down at it, and she's like, some sort of a prayer. This is a cult, a cult text. This was found in her room. Well, and she, she just sort of, she sort of folds it up and hands it back to you. And she says, I don't know anything about that. And I don't know. I, I as I said before, I've known Patricia for years. Um, I, we're not exactly, uh, she's like, we're, we're friends. That's about it. You have to Oh, sorry. Go, go, go. Sorry. Two questions. Just she seems very irritated at this point because obviously, yeah. <laughs> Can you reach anybody over the radio? Uh, she's like, well, let's see what we can find. So, yeah. Um, I mean, they're able to reach land, but at this point, they're not able to figure out where they are. Okay. And then two, just I want to. We should show the note to Patricia. See how she reacts to it. 
Yeah. I agree with that. All right. So you head back to where she's being confined. Uh, she's oddly, um, she doesn't fidget. So she's just sitting there. Uh, she's not, she's, she's technically under lock and key, but she's not really under lock and key. She's, uh, she's being observed, but there's security there all the time. Um, you show it to her and she doesn't even know what the hell that is. Okay. Back to your, uh, your theory of mind control there, Chip. Yep. Something hypnotism or drugs or something is, is controlling these people. And maybe whoever was steering the ship last night steered us way off course. Yes. Uh, Patricia, did you interact with any strange characters when we first started? Anybody just crazy out of the ordinary? What sort of strange characters? This was found in your room. This paper was in your room. She's like, no, it wasn't. I don't know what you're talking about. That's not in my room. Just like you didn't dump a body layer. How'd you wind up on the deck last night? Can you explain that? I'm not accusing you. I'm trying to come out. I'm trying to help you. She just, she just goes, she's, she's, I don't know. She just, she doesn't know how to answer you. So she just so, quiet. Right. So, so you appear on the deck last night at five in the morning. Four in the morning. Mis four in the morning, mysteriously. So you Mis say. This well, we spoke to you. You were there. And I show her the video of her. She's like, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to come to a conclusion of where this paper could have come Remember what out. the last thing you did that evening was? Yesterday? Yeah. Same thing I do every day. Well... Oh, you want me to tell you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it has nothing to do with the story. No, she says, well, she actually kind of surprises you because she knows, uh, she's extremely regulated. Everything she knows, she follows the schedule every day. It's like this. She says, at 2 o'clock I do this, at 3 o'clock I do this, at 4 o'clock I do this, and... Uh, Basically, after you know, she's got a really sharp mind. Uh, at the end, you know, she says the last thing I do is, uh, you know, I clean up my station. Um, I uh, I go to the captain. I ask her if there's anything else she needs. Uh, she says no. I wish her good night, and I go to bed. I read for two hours. Not that trash that you read. It's the real good stuff, and then I go to bed. She did it. Now, any time in the last two weeks, can you recall possibly some little minor, minuscule detail of your regime not adding up at all? Even the simplest. What? I, I'm not a machine. Of course, there's all these little things. What have you been reading lately, Patricia? Oh, jeez. You guys are. <laughs> She's been reading uh, 
Men, ships, in the sea. <laughs> so not H.P. Lovecraft. Okay. Um, that's not right. No, nothing esoteric. Nothing you found in port someplace. No. 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 Okay. So the last, so the last person she interacted with, with was the captain. The last person I interact with every night is the captain. Unless they come and get me and tell me you know, to do something. When you go in, when the ship is in the port, do you take an excursion regularly? Sometimes. I like to go climbing in the mountains. Okay. What was your last excursion? She tells you. It was in, uh, um, oh, we'll say Germany somewhere she went. Okay. Do you, did you recall everything you did? Did you maybe... Precisely, think? she says. And she says, do you want me to recount everything that I ate on that trip? I mean, I'm just trying to right. show that. After, after 20 yeah. minutes of this, you realize that, well, here's the problem. If she knows anything, she's yep. unreadable. Yep. Not going to tell us. Okay. But she does seem to know the details of everything that she does. So she's probably got like a eidetic memory, whatever they call it. Right. But she doesn't remember what she was doing. She's on the body. Right. And the last person she talked to was the captain, and she was with the captain on those hikes. I. You think the captain could be captivated by the same thing? We we should try to talk to some of the people who interact with the captain a lot. Well, we have always officer. See how often he sees her if she goes off on her own at all. And we haven't spoken too too much to to Rupia. Yeah, that, that's what I was just thinking. Yeah, it's uh, weird. like if Priscilla was the one doing it, she's obviously. I mean, she doesn't line up with the you know you know. All right, so you want to go find Rupa? Yes. Um, well, after searching around for a while and after asking and inquiring, uh, it's a big ship. So you can't find Rupa. Huh. You find a cat. You find me, find my cat. Yeah. What are you doing on the boat, dude? <laughs> yeah, what's the cat? <laughs> what the heck? Wait, that's not a cat. It's a shark. <laughs> no, it's a cat shark. Cat sharks. I knew it. Um, yeah, you, you can't seem to find Rupa. Can we have someone? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I have him paged. Uh, yeah, you try that, and Rupa does not show up. Oh, oh. crap. Hmm. He seemed like a, a quality employee, I guess. It must just be on a union sanction for break. <laughs> the roaches. He had yeah. like that's too. They got him. Um, no, I. He's got to be. Why would he be not reporting in? Unless he's under the same spell. Yeah, but who's casting the spell on them? Or I'm just using that term loosely. I don't really. 
think somebody's got the sharks. Hmm. Well, let's let's move on to the afternoon. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to do? Just every once in a while, have uh, Rupa paged, like every two hours. Okay. Uh, he doesn't seem to show up. If after like the first, after like two to four hours, I'll also have security put a word in for security if they see him to have him report to us. All right. And I'll tell them we're going to be at the restaurant or the bar. Like, you know, like. And I'm going to be low key panicking throughout the afternoon mm-hmm. and drinking at least a couple shots of whiskey. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the evening goes on. Uh, you have your dinner. Uh, there's, of course, you know, partying going on on the ship. And everything seems to be fine. Uh, are you guys going to try to stay up at all and. We're way too tired. We've been up for like a day. Oh, wait. We got to see the stars. Right. More caffeine. All right. Uh, Well, uh, early, uh, I'd say it's probably about, we'll say about 10 o'clock. Okay. And you can see, uh, you guys are, you guys are curious about the, the, the stars in the sextant. Um, as you are walking towards the con tower, you can see that on the very, very top of the con tower, there's a platform where the officers can get out there and actually see, you know, out there. Uh, you can see there's a couple of officers up there, including the captain, and she's got something golden shining in her hands, obviously. And, She's doing something with it. Uh, it takes you about five minutes to get up where they are. And uh, the captain has the sextant, and she's, she's doing a reading. And uh, she says, finally, that as far as, if I'm reading this correctly, we're about 1,200 miles away from anything. We're out in the middle of nowhere. Like and in the vicinity of like the Pacific Ocean, right? Yeah, you're in the Pacific Ocean. Is that one in the middle? Right, well, we haven't changed oceans. That's a good thing. But you're out in the middle of nowhere. Um, she actually shows you the area on the map that you are, but at least according to what the stars tell her. And she's very upset, very angry. And they've she she had them practically dismantle the uh the navigation console and check for fried circuits or or anything like that and nothing is found um and everybody do a spot hidden i pass with a i think an extreme with a 10 yes okay 91 all right, so uh, Chip, Trans- you're looking up at the sky. Uh, who who got the extreme? I did. Brian did. Um, Brian, you're you're looking at this from from the top of this con tower, which you're you're uh, 240 feet up. Okay, above the water, you're you're really high up there. You're looking around, 
and you turn towards the back of the ship. And when you look at the back of the ship, you start to see something odd, like a, like a, a glow. Uh, it's orange, and it's getting brighter and brighter. And you realize that there's something on fire back at the back end of the ship. Fire, guys, look. And I kind of just start And all the officers turn out. around and look, and somebody hits the fire alarm button. I don't know what it sounds like. Um, and uh, you hear a ringing. <laughs> and uh, immediately the ship sort of comes alive because people have been... Oh, I didn't say this in the beginning, but you guys had one of those things where you guys all know how to get into the, the safe, the, the, right, the, the life pots and all that. You did that the first day. We just didn't need to go through it. Um, so it becomes a, a fire drill. And of course, people start coming out of their cabins. They start coming out on the decks. They know where they're supposed to go. A lot of them are assuming that it is a, uh, a drill. Uh, but there's definitely something burning on the back end of the ship. What do you guys do? I guess we should head over there. Yeah, what, what the heck? All right. So you make you force your way through the crowds. Wait, yeah. we're going towards the fire? Yeah. Oh boy. You don't you don't have to come with us. I mean, I don't I don't feel safe alone, so I will. I, I just saw way too many sharks in the water to ever want to get in a lifeboat right now. <laughs> I mean I mean that is also terrible. <laughs> you see the middle and end of this, and what it is is there is a, uh, a sort of a, a, a boom that sticks out and they can hang flags from it uh, at the back end of the ship. Hanging from this rope, uh, by a, some sort of a rope or a cable, is what looks like two large animals. At first you think, are they cows? But you realize when you look at them that they are goats. Only they're enormous. They're big. They're like donkey-sized goats. And they have multiple horns on their heads, like some sort of a, a mutant goat. And they've been doused with something and set on fire. I'll make a sanity roll. Real sanity roll. Yep. Yeah, that sounds like uh, sounds like Satan's children. Ooh, uh, I passed with a twenty-five. I, Look at that. I did Ash. pass. How many points, Tom? Oh, if you passed, you know, just a couple of points. I'm if taking you failed, very... it's four. You said it's D four. Yeah, one D four. Yeah. Okay. For failure. For failure. Just two oh. if you pass or whatever. Yeah. Um, so you guys are once again just shocked and horrified. And um, there's not really any danger of it uh, catching the ship on fire. But you see one of the stewards climb up onto the pole with a knife uh, and he's going to cut it loose. And uh, you see him get up there and he starts cutting at it and the whole thing drops down into the ocean below. You guys look into the ocean. Yep. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Goddamn mermaids. When you, when you look down at the ocean, <clears throat> a 
let's put it this way. Uh, you guys are, you guys are standing there and you know what you think you might see. So you kind of keep your eyes looking up towards the sky and then you look at the horizon, which is black on the, on the horizon. And you look down at the water and in fact, there are sharks. There's a feeding frenzy going on as this thing plummets towards the, the water. And because it's on fire, it sort of lights everything up for a moment. And you suddenly think, are there sharks down there that are too big? I mean, like megalodon-sized sharks? And uh, everybody do spot hiddens. I, I, I pass you, with a 41. I, 41 exactly also. Me too. Francis needs glasses is okay. the conclusion I'm drawing. Francis, you see the sharks. You see something like that. But Brian and, and Chip, you notice that there are things about the sharks that are wrong. It's almost like some of them have whiskers like giant catfish, except that they're writhing in the water like tentacles. Some of them have multiple rows of eyes going back. And you're not sure, but there's something down there that's bioluminescent down under the ship floating along with it. Uh, and there are monstrous shark mouths that are now ripping the goats to shreds. And the whole thing sort of becomes an underwater feeding frenzy. And you can see blood boiling up like this. And, and of course, now there's people everywhere. And other people are seeing this and screaming and uh, women are fainting. I don't know if women really faint anymore, but <laughs> women, you know, screaming and, and uh, uh, you know, men grabbing their wives and uh, there's, a, there's a hullabaloo and, and, and some and of the stewards... reaching up to get my throat, sorry. The, uh, the, 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 the steward that cut the rope is like looking down in absolute horror and uh, uh, there suddenly starts to develop what looks like it's going to be a panic and people start running, you know, back to their cabins to get away from the back end of the ship. You guys do. Try and stay away from the sides of the boat. Yeah, like, back up, back up slowly and try to, I want to start calling up to the person who's up like hanging over it. Like, like stay calm. And like, I'm trying to stay calm. I'm trying to help him wiggle his way back down Encourage. he does i mean he manages okay. he knows his way around a ship but he's like what in god's name is that what are those things down there you know and um that damn meltdown in japan all that radiation in the water uh the crowds start to move uh it's it's difficult at this point people are kind of panicking and go, you know they don't know whether they should go, go back to their their uh their cabins or stay on the deck or some people are curious and they can't stop looking. Is anybody getting into lifeboats? No, that's, they, they have to let that make that manageable for people to get in those before they, so they, they don't really have access to them yet. Okay. Um, And the, 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 the night is particularly dark, except for the stars up in the sky. There's no moon at all. Um, it's been getting progressively less and less. So it's a new moon. And 
as you're you're working your way back towards the uh, back towards the front of the ship, uh, everybody do spot hiddens. Seventeen. Four. Seventy-three. Yeah, Francis, we gotta pick you up some reading class, something. All right, Seriously, man. So the one whoever passed. Uh, you look up, and you know it's 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 hard because people are are moving all over the ship, but you look up and you see someone up on the sun deck. Okay, and they're moving. There's a there's kind of a, a platform that hangs up high, and you see somebody moving up there and you're not sure, but when you're, when you're looking, you're thinking, well, is it something, you know, is it somebody swimming or somebody, you know, bathing? It's, it's above the pool. And then you realize that this is a, it's the person is naked. Uh, and you're pretty sure that it's Patricia Swift. Okay. Oh. And you see her go facing in that direction, facing towards where the, the goats fell into the water. And she throws her arms up like this. And you can hear her yelling something. Make a listen roll to hear it or? Um, sure. Yeah, because there's, there's noise and there's a crowd. But... I failed. 27, I pass. Can I, can I burn some luck to pass? <laughs> sure. All right. Yay. <laughs> uh, well, you start to make out words. You can hear uh, all works towards good, uh, anger of fire, fire of speech, um, complete the circle, make us one with nature and the elements. Um, you hear sing your children, Nug and Yev and Ron Tagoth. And as this is happening, you suddenly notice a huge storm cloud uh, forming over the water right behind the ship. And the wind suddenly picks up and uh, people are panicking. You hear her screaming out, Earth Mother, pool of life, black goat of the woods with a thousand young, yeah, yeah, Shabnagurath, she's yelling. And you begin to hear crack, you know, cracks of thunder, and you see lightning bolts all around these clouds. And all of a sudden, one of these lightning bolts shoots out of the cloud and strikes Patricia on top of the ship. And when it does, her blood boils and her body explodes like a because it's turned to steam inside explodes and when that happens all hell breaks the the water around the ship begins to roil and uh, the there's there's lights and swirling stuff in the clouds and there's flashes of lightning when they flash there's something in the cloud something massive with tentacles and as you're looking huge 
pillar-like things come flying out of the clouds and splash down into the water around the ship. And when you're looking at them, they're, they're massive. And are they, are they covered in hair? And suddenly one of these massive pillars comes down and crashes into the back end of the ship. And it looks like an enormous goat's foot. And you hear this deafening sound in the thunder that sounds like that sort of goat sound echoing through the air. And it's almost deafening. And now people are freaking out. The, the whatever it is begins to sort of push the ship down into the water from the back. And so the, the, the boat starts to rock back. Uh, now people are heading to life. I go, boys, if you can't beat them, join them. And I take out the paper. Yeah, I was just about to say, we need to read the darn thing. I start chanting that thing off the paper. Real. You know what? <laughs> I, in. Yeah, I join in. I join in. <laughs> I start I start to even, like, take off some layers. So you got to... Something. She brought it here. Do, do a luck roll. Well, she's dead. She's gone. Yeah. Um, Exactly. I pass with a 16. I pass. You all three passed? Yep. Exactly, though. Oh, good. Um, somebody, because there's people all around you. You're, in, you're now in a crowd of people. Uh, somebody just bashes into you, and the piece of paper flies uh, out of your hand. Oh. It's flying off into the ocean. <laughs> hey, you passed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What do you do, Um, I just, what can we do? Like, see if we can get to a lifeboat. Yep. Okay. Well, the whole men, women, and children first. I mean, women and children first. Nobody nobody has time to that. That that left the second the goat thing showed up. Yeah. People are party boat. No children allowed. You managed to actually all together get into a lifeboat. And. The sound around you is deafening. The wind is blowing. The, the ship is you know, is is rocking forward. Um, and before these lifeboats hold about sixty people, but when you jump into yours, only about fourteen or fifteen people have gotten in before somebody hits the button, and the whole thing drops into the ocean, uh, knocking you off your feet. Uh, you can do a dex roll to see if you're injured at all. Um, 30. Oh, I definitely am. 96. Yeah, so you're knocked off your feet and you, you maybe sprain your ankle and all that. And the thing, the thing falls into the ocean starts to drift away from the, the boat. And uh, you can see uh, as you're drifting away that this Shubnaguras uh, the ship is breaking into pieces as she's pushing it into the water and the sharks in the water and other things are just having a field day eating people and you hear screams and you hear her all this and it's, it's fucking nightmarish you can all do sanity rolls but the result is ultimately that you fall on the ground and you you know you curl up into uh, fetal positions and probably blackout in, in, from the terror and the, and the moments. And at some point, 
you come back to yourselves and the, uh, the boat that you're in, you know, you can feel it rocking. And, uh, the, uh, these are, these are kind of contained structures usually. Um, uh, you hear a noise from outside and there's a knocking. Well, it's not like knocking at your door, but the hatch is opened and you can see that there is a small yacht like ship, uh, which is actually the captain's gig. So it's part of the, the ship that if the captain needs to go back and forth to the land or whatever, he uses the captain's gig or she uses the captain's gig. And you can see that the captain is on board and there's maybe 30 people on board that ship too. And uh, as the, the hatch opens, she says, come on, come on. There's, there's safety in numbers. And you can see that it's daylight. So you guys have been out for quite a while. She says, come on, come on. There's safety in numbers. There, there's, there will be rescue people here soon. All right, so here we go. And I'd like you to all do a psychology roll. Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> I pass with a 29. As you, as you exit uh, the, the safety, the, the, the life pod, and you come onto the, the captain's deck, and you see all the people around you, and you look at the captain, you realize that she's delighted. And that's the end of our story. Oh, oh that was good. Oh, man. She was like obviously that. happy because we're her favorite authors, guys. There's yes. nothing to worry about. She, she loved my she, books. She was like, yeah, she gets to see the end of uh, Dan Dangerous because she Woo-hoo. saved. <laughs> no, that's not it at all. <laughs> I, I, I guess as much. All right. I'm going to shove her off the side. This was the captain's plan all along. Yeah. She and, uh, what's her name? Uh, Patricia were worshippers of Shabnagurov. Yeah. Uh, she planned this for years. Her intention was to sacrifice thousands of people uh, to the black goat. Um, she could indeed control these people. Um, she had that kind of power. Um, what she did was um, she was the one who was actually committing the murders. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, these were all meant to be sacrifices. Now, her demeanor kept getting more and more disappointed because she didn't think she'd have to work at it this hard. She, uh, she thought that the first sacrifice would work, and it didn't work. And day after day, it wasn't working. And she was becoming more and more and more upset. And her final sort of attempt was the goats. Now, you didn't find the goats. The goats were in the hold. Uh, if you'd have gone looking for Rupa, uh, you, would, you might discover that Rupa was actually in charge of taking care of the goats. And the goats were strange, mutated things that, uh, that Shubna Guroth, you know, they were going to be sacrificed to her. And uh, Rupa had, in fact, gotten his hand. Uh, one of the goats had gotten a hold of his hand and ripped it open. Uh, Rupa uh, was actually in hiding. 
because he was in charge of sacrificing the goats at the end. And uh, in the process, he threw himself into the ocean as well. The sharks and the creatures, they came to accept the sacrifices of the goddess. Right. And, uh, that's, that's pretty much it. Did the other, other group managed to stop them, or did they have a, the same fate? Uh, very similar. Very similar fate. Um, that, that was good. And, uh, but there was, they came way closer to actually catching the captain. They, was, they, they actually walked in on the captain when she was in prayer and they didn't realize what they were seeing. Um, so they just dismissed it. And, uh, uh, I was, was getting but, suspicious, but it's just like, it's just them. She it has was, access to everywhere. So I was asking him, like, have you talked to him just to see, like, where the captain disappears at night? I was thinking along those lines, but. Yeah. I just, I was, like, she was so distraught. It couldn't have been her. Yeah. No, this one was set up. Anyways, was, we can talk about the differences between the two afterwards. Let me go ahead and uh, and finish everything. Uh, let's see, our players included Jason Melnichok, uh, Joe Multari, and Morgan Llewellyn, with yours truly as Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments we like reading. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of HP Lovecraft and Call of Duty role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.